The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend in the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. Welcome to The Current Podcast with Emmanuel Maya and Mauricio Alberto. Today we have a special guest with us. Christian is here with us today. And he is here to discuss and talk to us about his bar adventures and what it's like to be a bartender. Say hi, Chris. <laughs> How's it going? How's Just it going? Christian here. Anything else you want to talk about, man? The floor is yours. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we'll see where we go with this. Um, you know, just a little bit of background. I've been in restaurants for... 12 years now. Oh, shit. Um, I've done pretty much anything but fast food. I started at like a a pizza place, flipping Mm -hmm. dough, delivering pizzas, washing dishes. Um, I worked at, you know, kind of casual dining. I've done very high upscale out in like Hollywood, um, Encino area. I've done, you know, the Valley a bunch, um, some sort of, you know, bar jobs, catering. Yeah. Pretty much everything but fast food. I've I've done it uh, from dishwasher to GM, so. So you've been in the in- restaurant industry for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of fell into it. Um, originally, when I, was, I got into the restaurant industry, um, it was just like, just the, the grunt work. Mm-hmm. And then I left it for a little bit, then I came back. And when I came back, um, I actually got hired for a lower position. So I got hired as just like a busser, runner, okay. cleaning yeah. up stuff, you know, the hard work at, at like yeah. a casual dining job. And accidentally, they sent me on the wrong day, so they trained me as a server right away and said, oh, wow. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." And I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, I'll take the opportunity. I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. For, mm. Yeah, no, I'm supposed to serve. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they saw your potential on that. <laughs> no, I sucked. Oh, you. Oh, it yeah. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't good. No, it was. Uh, it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the restaurant industry is tough. Yeah, um, yeah. What I say about the restaurant, what, about people working in restaurants, is that they're smarter than than you think they are, mm-hmm. but they're dumber than they think they are. Oh wow! <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of like really high end restaurants and um, and cocktail bars are run with run by people with with PhDs, with uh, MBAs, with you know master master's degrees. That's just kind of like their masters didn't work out, their PhD didn't work out, their initial Mm-hmm. Dream or goal didn't work out, and they just kind of fell, fell into, into it. it. Yeah, because unfortunately, at a young age, the money's there, and then mm-hmm. you see the potential. And if you meet the right people, like yeah, you know, everyone's Potential's everyone has there. that day that in their life they're like, let's open a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do something. Yeah, yeah, for that. And that happens at like the lowest levels of, of you know of of demographic to the highest level of demographic uh, mon- uh, monetary wise. So. 
But what made you like want to get into bartending officially? Because I know that that's what you really love. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, what well, what made you like kind of go to that place? I really don't know. Just like one one day serving, like when I was serving, I I saw the bartender. Mm-hmm. It just seems attractive. Yeah. Like it's just kind of an attractive role. Mm-hmm. Um, a person that I worked with, he always said the bartender, like you got the juice. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone. Has, like, there's a level of respect Whereas a server You're not respected necessarily You have to go through These hoops and hurdles And uh, it's pretty rough sometimes like, Yeah Like yeah, you really sure. But as a bartender You can kind of talk back You have that authority To be like A little bit more respected Oh for sure Oh so a little bit more assertive Than if you were mm-hmm. a server Yeah And you can also like yeah. Express your, your personality Your creativity I mean personally me I never worked At a restaurant job It was one of the things Where I never wanted to fo- Work in a food place for some reason, since I was a kid, I was like, I never want to do that job. So it's like I, all the jobs I've gotten have been in other industries except that one. For some reason, that industry, I was like, I just don't want to do it. Uh, but, I mean, it's interesting to see how, like, you know, because I know it's very tough. It's not an easy thing. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wow, he really toughed it out. He's really actually, actually went for it, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it plays a different role in the restaurant industry. I mean, I worked at fast food places and then I did a kind of catering for a long time and it was catering and then I was also bartending like a little bit of myself and dude it's a different uh thing when you're you're definitely serving or just like fucking just busting tables and stuff to to going in and bartending like you kind of set the atmosphere if you will for the for the the gathering or for whatever it is as, as far as the catering world you know you yeah, know that's the heart of the the, the arena right there definitely it's <laughs> alcohol exactly but at exactly. the same time the person serving alcohol is like the bread and butter you know of the party you know yeah, if it's yeah. not only the music it's the the bartender yeah you're the host you know you're yeah. you're hosting a party every night pretty much yeah know? yeah so um yeah, he, he was thinking of bartending for a moment, and mm-hmm. I remember he, he talked to me about the classes, how they were telling him he had to eventually be able to serve, if I'm not mistaken, like six drinks in less than three minutes or less than one Oh, minute. yeah, I, was going, to, I, I, was, I was going to the school where it was teaching me how to bartend and stuff, and then like at first it was like, you got to make four drinks in like 60 seconds. I don't know what, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think it was like 120 seconds. I don't know what the... Exactly, it was or ninety seconds. I think it was. So it's like four drinks or ninety seconds, and then you got to go to six drinks and then eight drinks, and then by the time you're done, you got to be doing like fourteen or twelve drinks. You know what I mean? In that span of time, and I think they maybe give you like maybe a little bit more time by that, but still, like you got to be doing like hammering a bunch of drinks by that time, you know. But it's just like so they they just see that you can handle the pressure of like a slammed bar. You know what I mean? Like there's times that you're you're like at a club or something, and there's just you might be the only bartender. Yeah. What I will say about that is in California, you don't need, you know, the, the, a license. Like, no. like those licenses are pretty much fake. Mm-hmm. You go out to like Nevada, you go out to Texas. Like at Texas, you need a, a certification from the state troopers. Mm-hmm. And then in Nevada, you actually need a gambling license as well because they can gamble at the bar top. Wow. Um, on top of the bartender's license. What, when it comes to like making drinks really quickly... I've noticed people pick that up. Like, that's just a natural thing. Yeah. You put in the hours. You get comfortable with your station. You know that this bottle of vodka is right here. You know this, you know, whiskey's right here. Tequila's here. You know, six so seconds. So as long as you organize it, set it up, you know your setup, exactly. you're pretty good. You, yeah. And you always want to put whatever you take, you put it back where it's supposed to go. Definitely. You don't, you know, build up that clutter. 
that's going to come naturally. That's going to come after time after time. You push yourself to your limit, and then you're like, oh, this is what I could have done, so you can do it a little bit better. And then you get to a point where it's like, this is just the fastest I can do it. Like, yeah. physically, mm-hmm. I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> the, the liquor just pours out of the pour spout so quickly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, what it, The classes don't teach, because um, I never actually took a bartending class, okay. but I've um, just learned through experience. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough that the per, the, uh, the restaurant I was working for were looking for bartenders, so they yeah. hired me through the rest. I mean, they trained me through the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I was already serving. So you, you were able to get like a bartending mentor, in a sense, to take. Yeah. Um, he took you yeah. under his wing, and he kind of laid down for you, like yeah. what to do, what not to do. Well, it's actually, I, I did have that. Mm-hmm. At the same place, but um, the the place that I I started bartending at, they actually it's a corporate place, and I really do appreciate the corporate structure of training people for restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. structured. It's almost like a time frame for things. Um, so it lays a great foundation, and then on top of that foundation, you can you can build on top of it. You can really dive into like cocktails, you know, learning what this what pairs well with this. It's almost like a sommelier sort of sense where you know that this like this kind of juice is going to go well with this spice goes well with this kind of spirit etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah but the foundation of bartending is service and that's mm, what gets missed up. a lot yeah because you know if, if I'm nice to you and you see that I'm busy and you see that I'm working my ass off you'll wait 10 minutes for a drink and still tip me my 20% mm-hmm. you know like 100% yeah like as long as I'm putting the effort to be nice put people in a noticeable line of position and not try to skip anything. That's where people get really pissed off is if... Is if you're s- ignoring them. Exactly. You ignore them and then they see that they're out of rotation without a purpose. Oh, okay. So if I'm like... So oh, like if you skipped him, that person over someone else... Fucking up the preface. rotation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's puff, puff, pass. Not mm-hmm. like, you know, so it's shot, shot, drink. Like, yeah. <laughs> shot, shot, drink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but also like it's communication too. It's like communicate with the customer. So if you're ordering shots through me and he ordered a shot through me and I pour his shot first and I don't tell you like, oh, hey, I'm out of Don Julio. I got to go to the back to go grab it. Um, and you then you're like, oh, cool. That's probably why he poured that Jameson first because of the difference. You know, he has yeah. stock of this. He's going to pour this real quick. Get mine when he can. It's not his fault that they ran out. It's just kind of busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so. shit happens. Yeah, I would, I would assume they would get upset if he did that. Like... Yeah. Probably get oh, rowdy with you. Yeah, and I see, I mean, I've been doing it a long time, um, so it, it hasn't really happened to me in, in a while. Yeah, yeah, because you already have that experience to know how to manage those personalities yeah. that are coming in. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I would assume, like, each person that comes in, you know, depending on how tipsy they are, you know, their personality gets louder as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to manage that, and yeah. it happens. Don't get mad, guys, but you're an asshole. <laughs> you're drunk. <laughs> You're gonna get a short drink. <laughs> You're like, pour me heavy. You're gonna get the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, um, and we completely and they, control that. I, just, just quick question out of curiosity, yeah. though. It's like, do those people notice that you start cutting them off, like as they're getting drunker and drunker? Well, because like, I know some of them might notice it, but like others, like they might not. Probably not. Uh, it depends how drunk they are. It depends how busy it is, and then also there's like little tricks that you can do ah. that people don't notice. So you, you know, you pour them short and you float a little on top. You pour a little down their straw. Um, you know, you ice is your best friend. So you you pour it. You make other drinks. You let the ice settle. You put more ice on top. So the ice to the liquid ratio is different. And so this the the ratio. So it still tastes strong, but there's not a lot in there. 
Uh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then if you know if, they, if it takes a while for them to drink it, you know they're like, oh, it just watered down because of the ice. Like you yeah, know, it's not yeah, like yeah. oh, he poured me short. It's like no. Wow. So, yeah. Now there's little like tricks and tips yeah, you can that's do. Totally yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. You're like, Ugh. so it's like you start doing that stuff once you know, like, oh, I gotta start this cutting off this person a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because I I know that you have to think about that because of the environment of the place as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't want that person getting rowdy, and then that affects the environment for everybody else. Yeah, like I can't even tell you how many fights I've broken up, uh, mm-hmm. and you have to see it ahead of time. You have to grab security. You have to, um, and then at the same time, you have to be like. Like prepare for that Like you see that They're getting intoxicated You see that they're Getting a little bit rowdy You see that they're Kind of hitting on a girl When they shouldn't have So you gotta address it Sooner than later um, yeah. Talking to their friends Like if it's just one guy Out of five And the other four guys Are super cool mm-hmm. Just be like Hey man like I'm, I'm gonna tell your buddy Like to stop talking To those girls Because they're clearly Uncomfortable yeah. uh, I just wanna let How you know First How many of those Do you have to break up? All the time, because you brought that situation. Like if they're hitting oh on, oh my yeah, yeah. god! Like how <laughs> many girls? How many girls come up to you and we're like, oh, we're uncomfortable by? Some they don't even have to. If you see it across the restaurant, it's the, yeah. it's like the eye. Just like if they're talking to me in one direction and they're looking at, they're, I mean, they're talking to the guy in one direction. They're yeah. looking at me in a completely different direction with like those open eyes, like mm-hmm. oh, please save me. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's pretty. Again, I've been doing it a long time, so maybe yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm, I've seen these things on social media where like girls ask for like a specific drink. Where it's like mm-hmm. a code for something—is mm-hmm. that really like a thing? That's a thing. It hasn't really—it hasn't actually come up in my restaurant. Oh wow! Um, It's—it's it's been more just like kind of nonverbal communication, and oh, then okay. also just like direct, like you know, look, this guy's a creep. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, there's a—I hate to say that I don't know it like off the top of my head, <laughs> just because I haven't actually ever had to use it. But mm-hmm. you yeah. know, if if a girl does call out like a crazy weird drink, it's yeah, gonna you know it's that's, gonna be that's like the emergency. yeah, it's just like all right. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. though, dude. Let me get all of your dark drinks in one. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Let me check that out. <laughs> I need to go over there. <laughs> yeah, they order a, a mad dog at the at, at the bar. I'm going to be like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's the mad dog? Yeah. <laughs> MD. Uh, that's what MD stands. Uh, MD 50-50, mad dog. I'm such a rookie, no, dude. Where is there? <laughs> Yeah, if they're trying to order a full, four loco on tap, I'm like, all right, no. well, <laughs> on tap, on tap. what flavor? <laughs> that lets me know. That lets me know. Watermelon, watermelon. That lets me know what DefCon level we're at. Shit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Damn. On that double red starburst. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's crazy though, dude. I mean, I would, and I know that happens a lot, you know, when you're at the bar, and it's like it's crazy how you have to learn people's body language, mm-hmm. you know, like to know, like, okay, like, oh, she's feeling this way without actually talking to her, and I'm sure that helps you even more, you know, like in your normal day to life where it's like yeah. you can read people even yeah. easier compared to someone else who might not know those social cues. Yeah, yeah, like like seeing certain people, even like friends of mine that have either. Just um, not really had to work hard, and either they've been really super scholarly, or their family is just kind of taking care of them, or they're doing. They're, you know, no, you know, I believe in what they do. You know, they're if as long as they're happy, whatever. Like, I'm not going to put anything down on them. That being said, if they don't have that social awareness, you know, you don't, you know, see those arms crossed. You don't see the tension in like the forearms. You don't see, you know, the hands on the on the on the knees, kind of mm-hmm. hands on the hips. You know, yeah. like. Even brushing your hair, 
you can see if like a girl's brushing her hair, you're like, oh, like and like slightly turning away. She's like, oh, she's not into that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that being said, with the, with guys as well, you see them start like puffing out their chests, kind of walking back and forth. You're like, oh, this guy's not super happy. Let's see yeah. what's uh, going on here. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get you in trouble or anything, but um, have you ever had someone hit on you on, uh, while you're bartending or like you oh, get for those sure. like? For sure. Yeah. No, it happens all the time. <laughs> He's like, pour that extra yeah. tea. Don't worry. <laughs> But nothing's happening. Yeah. That actually brings up a, a sensitive, sensitive subject when it comes to restaurants in general. Yeah. When you are getting hit on, and hopefully you're single when this happens, <laughs> and you want to engage, be careful where you shit, man. Like, you... Cause they want to show where you eat. Yeah, and I, I've, I've done, I've done it in my, you know, my experience, you know, it's kind of just clicked. I hooked up with the girl... She was a regular forever, tipped me, give me all this money, and I hooked up with her. Didn't work out. She stopped coming in. I'm just like, damn. You hurt your own wallet. The tips are not coming back. It's $40 a week right there. (laughs) I feel that. It's like three Netflix accounts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering as far as, like, you know, how how you approach that. Because it's like, I'm pretty sure there's also things where you're just like, oh, this this girl's just trying to get more drink. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Than others, you know, time shit, or she's trying to get a drink on the house or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, that that happens. Um, and and what I will say about giving out drinks, a comp- compensate for it. Just you know, just don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. There's always wiggle room in any industry. There's going to be s- stuff is set away for loss. Yeah, don't do it ignorantly. Yeah, and if it comes to it, and you really like that person, or even if they're just cool regular, like you know, you, you just chatted up. It's okay to buy them a drink, but buy them a drink. Mm-hmm. Ring it in, pay for it, you know, that kind of deal. There's, I've seen it so many times. People just get caught up on, you know, just trying to make that extra tip. It's not worth it. Yeah. Consistency is key. Like, I'd rather be making a consistent amount of money with, like, a slight increase because I know I'm giving good service yeah. than, like, oh, yeah, I made fucking... $600 last night because I gave away a fucking full bottle of Patron. Oh, like, shit. that's not cool. And like, then, that, and and then it, that's going to come out, the gonna, restaurant's going to come down on you. Exactly. Like, yeah. Or it's going to come down the whole restaurant and then they'll start looking at footage, they'll start checking, you know, your receipts even closer. So mm-hmm. even that one or two free drinks that you could have given away, you can't do anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, everything's so counted for. Definitely. Um, yeah, especially when you're talking about a restaurant. Because when I've worked in the catering thing, I mean, it's a whole different game yeah, ballpark ca- there. Yeah. It's crazy. Catering has bigger margins. <laughs> Catering is just dude, it's hand over fist. I've had to do like um, Armenian parties where you go to like literally like dude, you're going like till three, four in the morning. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I'm just saying because it's like, you know, you think you think they're running out of alcohol and it's just like, dude, they're still taking alcohol home after that. That mm-hmm. whole I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not running out. It's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, with 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 catering, it's. Uh, they set themselves up with such big margins. And also, a lot of the times that the caterers will charge for the food separately. So the service is already, like, there. And if they just start drinking more... Yeah. Uh, if they just start drinking more, like, it's not going to hurt the caterers. Yeah. It's just going to get out of their pockets anyway. So it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, no, you drink 13 <laughs> bottles of Gregus. Like, sorry. You know, they might have drank 11, but they, they drank 13, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah, that's, that's the that's the crazy part about it. Like I remember, like one of those uh, catering things I did. It was like, I want to say like thirty bottles of Hennessy, man. And like, to be honest, it was crazy how there were still like a couple left over. 
But I mean, they, there was other drinks too. But just thinking, like I was, I was drinking Hennessy a lot that day, and I was like, let me just take a bottle home. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have noticed. You know what I mean? But it was hard because I was, it was kind of you were dealing with um with uh, the catering service who had provided the alcohol, so they were like mm. hovering over it and everything like that. I'm like, these people paid for it already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it was just like, damn, dude, there's still like five cases of that stuff. And I'm talking about, and I was, my bad, I didn't mean bottles, I meant cases. Oh. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cases bring like multiple six mm-hmm. packs of Patron or whatever it is, you know, in there. Yeah. So there was still like five cases left, is what I meant to say. So I was like, dude, one bottle is not going to hurt. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, and they're getting a wholesale discount. Like wholesale, they're probably getting it for $26 a bottle when, you know, they resell it for like 42 Like they're getting. Just the up oh the the margins on alcohol at restaurants, it's that's like, where the profits at. Yeah, on well drinks, mm-hmm. minimum nine hundred percent. Minimum, you pay for wow. the bottle in one shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Minimum. Wow. Sometimes more, and sometimes you get case deals. So you mm-hmm. buy ten cases, you get five cases half off, and then drops the cost even more. That's um, crazy. Going back, actually, funny enough, I I haven't thought about it in so long. Cater my craziest catering job. Uh, I did. I actually catered for the Kardashians one time. What? Yeah, it was at like wow. some like <laughs> I don't know birthday or something. This is a story time. Yeah, I mean, it was a super boring story. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, a buddy of mine ran uh, a catering company. Somehow got linked up, and they needed extra people. Called me up. It didn't even make that much money. It wasn't a big deal. Um, it was some sort of awards thing in Hollywood, and we were pouring so much Vuve Clicquot. Which is not crazy expensive, but pretty like up there. Like it, it mm. usually goes for like you know forty five to fifty dollars a bottle, like retail. Yeah. So you order at a restaurant, you're you know you're paying like hundred fifty dollars for that bottle. Wow. And they're pouring off like it was just water. Mm-hmm. Like even just the people I was working with just didn't didn't even care. They're just like yeah. pouring off, drinking it themselves. They're just like, ah, oh, just give it away. <laughs> and we had like, it was like like eight Let's feet high. Let's join the experience exactly, as well. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Damn, that's crazy. It's like they probably won't get that drink ever again in their lives. So it's like Not might as well try. Expect- yeah, 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 might as well like, try it right yeah, now. Exactly. Again, yeah. Again, Armenian parties, bro. Yeah. Those are my case. Those are the craziest catering things I had. Like I just, I'm not trying to like be racist or whatever these people want to say nowadays. But dude, I like out of all the parties that I went through, Armenians party the hardest, dude. Mm -hmm. I have to say, dude. Like out of all the kind of parties, because I went to like Armenian weddings, like Hispanic weddings, like Chinese weddings, like all types of different weddings and like celebrations and stuff. And by far, dude, Armenians just party till the the sun does not, till the shines, actually. Yeah. So it comes back out again. Yeah. It's crazy as hell, man. So that's, I was like, all, every time I had that kind of gig, I was like, I don't want to go, actually. I'm good. So speak, speaking on that a little bit, um, man, you mentioned you never wanted to be in, in, in restaurants at all. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know why. I've always questioned it. Like, I wonder what I saw when I was a kid or what... You know, what was in my mind that I've never wanted to work in that industry? And it's just, even till today, I'm kind of like, I'm glad I never did. You know? <laughs> but, but I'm like, I know it's hard, dude. So what I will say is I feel like everyone, like out of, 
Like almost like they do in, in Israel. It's like after, after once you're 18 in yeah. Israel, you have to join the army for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you need to be in a restaurant for two years. Yeah, but you should be in there for like six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like yeah, like everybody does that McDonald's job exactly. or does Jack in the Box Some sort of yeah. service uh, to where you know like this is a hard job. Like I nobody like, wants to do this. Let me respect yeah. the people I'm, yeah. I'm going to potentially disrespect in the future. Definitely, <laughs> because I know you need to learn what they go through yeah, on a daily basis. You see yeah. what different ethnicities one like, mm-hmm. so you can relate with them better. To what they dislike, so you know what to avoid. And I don't think that's a that's a racist thing. Yeah. I think that's just no. Le- that's just that's, learning. That's learning it's cultures. Learning the cultures yeah, exactly, and the, the exactly. things that they appreciate and disappreciate. Yeah, yeah definitely. How to deal with them? How not? You know? Yeah, I mean, because you could even say the same thing for people of different age groups. Like you know, not to like kind of joke around about things of like with people that are like you could say above yeah. fifty years old. Yeah, exactly. And then there's other stuff you can joke around with, like yeah. you know, sub thirty five years old. You know, they'll get the joke. You know, but other people will be like. Like you're crazy or something like you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like that's not funny at all. I, I yeah. feel like I think it could work for different, you know, yeah. whatever category we want to go to. You yeah, know what I mean? because it's okay to like you can still be friends yeah. and have different ideas, and that's perfectly fine. You just know, like, where to like maybe not like talk about this. Let's see, maybe not I, do it I this think way. I got that experience though, but that experience was a little different for me because I got it um, through the auto industry, right? So I did work in the auto industry, and at one point, um, one of my first jobs when I was younger, uh, 18 turning 19, I was a porter for a repair shop, Mm. right? So being a porter, it's a shitty job. It's rough. But... I like that job a lot only you for drive one cool reason. Cars. Exactly. He knows the type of cars yeah. I got to drive. Hell yeah. I mean, um, depending where you're porting, but still, yeah. like, he was like, at a good place. The, the thing is that I liked about that porter job, it wasn't like any other porter job I've ever seen. Mm. Because this this place, um, the place that I worked for, so we would pick up that, that uh, shop had a contract with Hornberg. So I would pick up fresh Range Rovers, zero miles from the mechanic shop here in Cahuenga off the 101 and then they would bring them to the shop and then they would do like little details to change right so like the you see outside like the door stills on the Range Rovers they come on like um like silver so they would paint those like the color of the body or they would paint the rims black or like little details that they would change to make it different what the dealer would do would be like oh this is a special package this looks different like I, I know those little Things they do, you know. So, and the thing was that was cool about that job, you know, is that I would deliver um, the, the the those cars from the shop in North Hollywood all the way to like Beverly Hills, where where the Hornberg and Beverly yeah, Hills is yeah. at. So I would, I would that's a long drive, oh, yeah. a long drive to be doing Range Rovers and Jaguars, dude. I got to drive, like I told you, autobiography Range Rovers, the ones that are like 180K. I got to drive like the, the nice uh, Jags, the uh, the type F-types that they have. I got to drive all those. I got to drive their supercharged. The yes, yeah. they are, dude. They are, bro. I got to drive the V6, the V8s. Besides that, that same boss had a deal with Auto Gallery when Auto Gallery was in Wilshire. It's no longer there. But back in that time, there was an auto gallery in Wilshire. Mm-hmm. So then I would also do the same thing for those type of cars. And I would got to drive Porsches. I got to drive Ferraris. I, you know, like all these cars that I you'd only dream about when you're a kid. Yeah. Here's the thing. When we're going back to customer service, 
um, some some of these cars that we would do, sometimes we would end up delivering them to customers' houses as well. Okay. So then that's when you deal with those different personalities. When yeah. you're dealing with high-end personalities. Yeah. And you got to <laughs> deliver it to their house. Or sometimes I would have to go pick up cars from their house, take them to the shop, do the service that they mm-hmm. were going to do, and return it to their house. Mm-hmm. So all those little details that I would do, and the thing is that because I had a, you know... Thank God I had a clean record. I'm a decent driver. My boss would be like, (laughs) I don't want to say I'm amazing. That's why I say decent. My boss at the time would be like, you know what? Let's let's adjust it a bit halfway decent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just talking shit now. I'm straight talking shit now. I'm sorry. uh, Like my boss would be like, Manny's driving the car. Because Mm -hmm. the way we would do these deliveries, you know, it's a two-way system, two cars. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like one one person will drive the shop car and then the other person will drive um, the high end car, you know. So like when we drop off the high end car, we would both come back in the shop car. Mm-hmm. So my boss would always be like, um, you know, I got I had different partners through that job because I worked at the job for like almost a year, and I had different partners that would come and go. So like he would always be like, no, Manny drives a high end car, and then you you, you drive the shop car. <laughs> so I was looking that I was like blessed, and like I said, for me a dream, mm-hmm. like a dream. I never thought in my life you'd be touching like that. This I would kind be of... typing the yeah, like, yeah. I never yeah. thought I would be driving a Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghinis, yeah. I, I, McLarens. Just I was like doing that shit for no reason, I, dude. <laughs> I, I would tell him the stories of, like, uh, the first time I ever dealt with an eco engine and I thought I broke the car. <laughs> it just turns Dude, it was like one a... of the scariest <laughs> things. At, like, I remember, I remember my, gas my, coworker, my coworker, Bobby, he was like, he's like, yeah, I don't drive those piece of shits. He's like, I don't want to drive it, you know? So, he like, this was when I first was beginning. It was, like, my first, my second week. And he was like, I, like, I, I had a Jag... And I stopped fully. I didn't know the eco thing was on because mm-hmm. I hadn't stopped fully. So I stopped fully and it just silenced, bro. And the thing is that it's an electronic dashboard. So like the RPM is not non-existent, yeah. bro. It's below the line and it's an electronic dashboard. Mm. And I'm freaking out, dude. I'm like, I don't hear the engine. I don't know what's going on. I call him. I'm like, Bobby, Bobby, the car, this and that. I think I broke it. And then he just starts laughing, dying. He's like, dude, just let go of the brake. <laughs> I let go of the brake and I hear the automatic. <laughs> I'm like, all yeah, right, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of little things like that. I would tell him too, like the Ferraris, like to do the reverse, like you have to look for it. Or like the Lambos too. Because it's, it's like all paddle ex- shifters. It's a separate, separate button, right? Or something? No, no, well, it's different in every car. Like some of them have like bro, a little shifter. Those little, those little, those, those little like circles that you like. Yeah, those yeah. Those are scary, bro. Like, imagine you're That's just the in, Range Rovers. Like, the Range Rovers, the knob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the like, Range Rovers on the knob. You're, you're yeah. reaching yeah. to put up the volume and then you just put it into reverse. <laughs> yeah. My drunk boss. No, but it won't do it. It won't do it without you pressing on the brake. It's yeah. so scary. Though. Yeah. Yeah. My drunk boss used to make me drive him home every now and then in his range. I was like, "How the fuck does this work?" He's always sitting. He's like, "Let's get a jock in the box." I was like, "Dude, I'll like turn your car on." Where is it at? Exactly. It's it's a That's trip, it dude. Learning yeah. how to drive those cars because it's it's not a it's like if you get into any lower car like mm-hmm. any lower range car they're all the same. It's all the same, mm-hmm. dude. 
or buttons. But once you get into those high-end cars, bro, I even told my, like, parents, you know, friends, I'm like, dude, even the AC is different. Mm-hmm. I was like, AC is not the it, same. It blows it's, a it's little like, colder. It's like getting a new Hell phone. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's colder, bro. It has a little bit of incense. You know, you got, the, you got the eucalyptus in the <laughs> yeah, air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> saying, bro, like, even it purifies the, your even, pores and shit. Even the leather, bro, is different, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, it actually... It, like the leather in those cars, when the AC's hitting it, it gets automatically cold as well. Like it's it's a whole different thing, man. Yeah. It's what you pay for, basically. Yeah, I was yeah. hyped when my friend, fiance's car had fucking seat warmers. Seat warmers, like, this is dope. <laughs> yeah, it's ah, cold outside. Ah. <laughs> my butt is warm. I remember I did that, and then I used it for too long, and it, it was burning my ass. Yeah, no, they got hell yeah. Yeah, and the, and the lower end cars, they don't have like a temperature stop. Oh, no, yeah, there's like, it's the, either, the higher it's either cold too. or like toaster oven. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. There's no in between. 350. Exactly, dude. My, my mom's uh, car is like that, mm. where it's like the seat warmer is like, you either go cold or hot. That's it. But the high end cars have that little temperature where you're like, all right, I could go here. I want to hear. But yeah, that's that's where I dealt with like customer service stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to bring it back around. So, so, so pretty much what you're saying is that, uh, once we get rich and famous, just hire you as a driver. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, because at that point, it's like, I have experience driving all these cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. Manny, here's my garage. Yeah. 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 Just remember, yeah. this one is a hybrid, so yeah. it's going to turn off. Don't get, yeah. Don't get scared. This is Mooner. It's uh, Manny Uber. Um, he'll, he'll, do it. <laughs> he'll take you wherever you want. It's just going to be my car. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Mooner, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But see, that that's to to go with the fact that yeah, I did learn about dealing with like. So I think everyone should at least get like a couple months in some sort of customer service job. Not necessarily where like they're degraded, but they just they meet different cultures because. You're a piece of shit. I mean, kind of. Some people are like like. Have you ever served a Russian? No, Russians yes, are gnarly. I, I used to work at Wingstop, bro. So I work deal with all kinds of people. They put you through the ringer. Yeah, like they, they'll ask for every little thing. Not enough sauce. Exactly. It's kind of hard to understand. If you, they get mad at you because you can't understand, sauce. as long as you show that you're showing an effort, they're gonna give you all the money, man. I've got my best tips off Russians because uh-huh. they're you know they respect that the fact that you worked hard to make sure, even though you don't understand what the fuck they're saying. That you gave them the effort, that you treated them like a genuine person, and you know, even though that they were mean to you, and some people just like that. Some Dude, people just I, like being mean to people, I, I especially actually, when they go out. I can actually attest to that again because when I was doing again the catering stuff, mm-hmm. that did happen. There was times you're working, at, and at catering when you're serving too, you don't get tipped, bro. Like mm-hmm. you kind of, if the hostess wants to tip you at the end of the serve, you get tipped. You know what I mean? Sometimes, the, yes. But the one who's making the tips most of the times is they're the bartenders. Just, yeah, the ones if they allow a tip jar and all that stuff, you're, they're the ones making the tips. But I remember in this one specific wedding, there was this table where it was... You could tell that the guys there were just balling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like, hey, bro, bring me a cup with ice. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll bring him a cup with ice, dog. Bring a cup of ice. And when I get back, dude, it was a $20 chip. And I was like... You can have as much ice as you want. Yes. Like, do you want me to start freezing it's, some more? Like, I got you. It was Here's like, a bag. Yeah. It was like, bro, down the this street. is just ice. Did you want anything inside with the ice? And he was like, yes. Um, as a matter of fact, bring me some Coke. So I brought him the Coke. And, bro, every time he asked me for bucks. something, it was like 
five, ten, twenty. Yeah, it was like yeah. all his Trump chains were just coming to me. Yeah, he's just and like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> come bring it on, you know what I mean? That was the one like, time that I was like, This is my McDonald's yes. meal. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> That's dude. Funny. Bro, yeah. Dude, and we were like in a ranch out in like, I can't even remember, but like somewhere like by Pasadena, but it was just like a ranch out in like mm-hmm. big old land and everything. So I didn't even have service, bro. That's how bad it was. And, and it was just like, man, I can't, I, I have no connection to the outside world right now. I'm stuck here. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of boring. And it's like, and then this came by and I was like, damn, this, my day just went from crappy to freaking amazing. Exactly. exactly. And I, I walked out of that place with like 150 bucks because everybody at the table, when they would ask me for something, it was like, here you go. Yeah. And you're like, you oh, go. these. It's like, what else do you need? Other tables would ask me for shit. And I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you. What's up with you guys? What do you guys need? It was like, I, bro, it's yeah. just, that's when I realized money yeah, talks. It's like, I've been, I've been waiting for my coffee for 25 minutes. Well, their ice so is going to melt. Like, I don't understand. And I'm using your water to make more ice. Stop it. And that's, and that's where, yeah. that's where they would get pissed where you were talking about earlier, how like he's putting them before yeah, exactly. them and they would the be like, what the fuck? In the same time, you got to balance, like you got to pay your rent too. So money yeah. talks, money yeah. talks. Yeah, it's crazy. Money talks. <laughs> That's funny. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like even my if my brother that's a barber, there'd be times that he tells me there's clients that are like, dude, I need a haircut right now. I know I know I need to book an appointment, but I need and he'll be like, Well, if you wanna hop in the front of the line, it's like double the price or something like that. And it's like, dude, he'll he'll it's not that he's finessing people, but it's like, dude, you're hopping in front of some other people. Yeah, you're you know? doing them, you know, it's you know, it's an eye for an eye at the end of the yeah. day, you know what I mean? Like, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. It's a bit of a... F- just- it's, it's a bit of a favor. I'm not going... What I always say when it comes to stuff like that is, like, I'll never... I'll never tell you I can do something I can't. Like, if I can do it, I'll tell you I can do it. If I can't do it, I'll tell you I can't do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in that case, you're scratching my money... You're scratching my back with some money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, some... Especially when I go to, like, a new bar that, like, I, I'm not a regular at. Because I, yeah. I, I usually keep my, like... Do you go and test out other bars to see, like, what other bartenders do? I used to. Like, when I first, like, started bartending, like, that's how I learned how to be such a good bartender. There was this bar that is no longer there uh, in Sherman Oaks called The Fiscal Agent. Mm. Mm -hmm. Very well done. Very, very delicious food. Very delicious cocktails. Service was impeccable. I went there at least once a week. It was only open for a couple months. It was, like, maybe nine months. Tops. I went there at least once a week, and they were just very, very knowledgeable. I gave them all my money, dude. I was just like, just tell, like, here's, just tell me what's in this drink. Tell me how you made it. Like, I'm so interested. And they, you know, people that enjoy what they do appreciate people that care about that same topic. So they'll, you yeah. know, they, they enjoy talking about it. So yeah. I learned so much doing that. Nowadays, I don't really, I mean, I've, I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been bartending for like, <laughs> like six, seven years. I'm kind of over the hump of like, yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff but you know when I do go out and like I'm at a place that I don't know I make sure like the first tip I give is like really nice mm-hmm. or I'll give them $20 cash up front like here's my card I'm sorry to tab here's $20 for you we'll take care of you later as well just make sure like you know me and my friends uh, are taken care of and if you know they start getting out of hand let me know first and I'll make sure to get everyone out of here like that's all I ask you know? oh, okay. so you just kind of set so up so because you know stuff. the routine you already know so how to win them over yeah. would you say that's a tip for our audience Yes, because yes. I've heard that. I've heard that. I went to uh, for my twenty first birthday. I went to a uh, bowling, mm-hmm. and at that bowling, yeah, they had a bar. 
So the guy, the bartender told me, I don't know if it was a bartender or a security guard. I think it was a security guard once I told him. Because once I told him, he was like, oh, I'm going to buy you a drink. So he bought, yeah, it was a security guard. Ah, shit. I cut myself and I just hit the crap out of it. And I like sliced myself. It was more. Jesus. Damn, that shit hurt. <laughs> um, so yeah, he goes, let me buy a drink. So I want to go buy a drink. He's like, and then uh, they get, have you ever made that birthday cake drink? Mm, yeah, the birthday cake shot. Where, where it tastes like chocolate. Yeah, it's uh, what's in that? It's um, Frangelico and like vanilla vodka sometimes with a little bit of um, chocolate, uh, Irish cream. Okay, yeah. dude, it straight tastes like chocolate. Oh cream. yeah, no, it's 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 delicious. It's gonna hurt in the morning. It's delicious. Oh, dude, it missed. I was already yeah. drinking that night, and then that yeah. that just missed me. But I remember he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes. It's gonna creep uh, up. Exactly. He, go, he goes. All right, you go to the bartender. He was like, "What drink do you like?" I was like, "Like Hennessy." He's like, "All right, you order Hennessy." He's like. Then you give him a ten dollar tip. He's like, when you order your next Hennessy, you're gonna be straight. And I'm like, oh. yeah, no, it's definitely like it's definitely noticeable. Like you, exp- if you're at, unless you're at like a really high end place. If you're at a really mm-hmm. high end place, like they see so much money. Yeah. Like I know, I know. Well, I mean, not right now, but there's some certain certain servers at certain restaurants where I know that the, their tabs. You know, I've I've served a table that tab got up like six grand. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're making a lot of money. Like it's just gonna happen. And when you see those things consistently, you get a little bit numb to it. Um, but yeah, if you're in like a, you give them ten, twenty bucks, you're gonna make their day. It's noticeable, especially if they've been dealing with an asshole all day. You know, that you see them like kicking certain people out here and there. You know, you you just kind of see you know vibe the room. You give them ten, twenty bucks, like they're gonna go bend over hand. You know. Mm-hmm. Hands and knees, especially, yeah. especially on that on that first one. Yeah, because like fr- it's 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 like the first impression, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, like when they see you for the first yeah. time, and they're like, "Whoa, yeah. like who are you?" Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't really drink a lot, so for me, it kind of wouldn't hurt my wallet to be like, "All right, here's your yeah, tip," exactly. from, because like I know other people that's like, "Dude, it's every weekend and all that stuff," and it's like, "Yeah, it might hurt your your your, your wallet a little more if." You know, but if your budget's there, you know, I mean, your budget's yeah, there. And I, and I completely understand both sides. And if you, if your budget's not there, leave a fucking six-pack in your car. <laughs> like, I don't care. It, as, as a bartender, like, if you want to go get a drink outside and have fun at this, you know, club inside, cool, whatever. Mm. You know, but just also don't kind of, like, walk up to me and order. You know what my drinks cost. Mm. Like, you know what I'm serving. You know what my drinks cost. It's not up to me. Don't get mad at like I'll get that all the Don't time. Don't try to get a it's discount. Like, it's like, oh, this is twelve dollars. It's like, yeah, it's twelve dollars. <laughs> it's on the menu we it's gave you. <laughs> on the menu. I'm not the owner. I just serve the drinks. Yeah. You know, you're mad at me after you ordered it. Yeah. Like, that's not my Do fault. Do they try to get a discount? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like trying to get. This yeah, they're now? like, uh, hey, like just don't ring it in. Like here's twenty bucks. I'm just like, ah, uh, well. You ordered three drinks. It's gonna be twenty five dollars. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do here. Uh-huh. Me, I'll pour these out. Like yeah. I'll pour these out in front of you until my manager, and I'll be clear. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I don't really like. Yeah, I mean, and, you're and not it, gonna jeopardize your 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 well being, exactly, your income. Exactly. You know what I mean? Especially like, with people I don't know at all. Oh, yeah, I'm just like yeah. I don't owe you anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, have a good time. Just go drink outside or go across the street. You know, come back later and order like one drink from like have a good time. Whatever. Like Shut I don't, up. you don't have to order through me at yeah. all, uh, and to get drunk, especially <laughs> like yeah. you can get drunk for four dollars with a Cisco down the street. You know what I mean, straight up, <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. Trust me, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And kind of curiosity, like, um, why do you kind of? Because you say you learn a lot before going to other places and stuff. Um, but 
Like, how did you learn how to keep to keep people drinking? You know what I mean? If you wanted to, if that's a technique, it's like, dude, I need to make my money this weekend. But at the same time, the restaurant is not popping as as much. You know, how do you make it lively with the people that are in there? I mean, how, you know, at those part of the skills. You <laughs> what I've learned is, is people love to talk about themselves. Mm. They love to talk about what they're into. So you just question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know anything about what you're, what, what you're saying. Mm. I just have to act like, like I interested. care about what what you're saying. Let them talk. I keep them talking, mm. and then you just kind of joking. Like what I'll do all the time is I'll just be like, oh, "I heard you guys ordered some shots over here. Like, what kind of shots do you guys want?" You know, just <laughs> you know, just as joking as that. And they're like, "Oh, we didn't do that." I was like, "Oh, it's so funny." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No those way." Are your, those are your pickup lines but, to break yeah. the ice. <laughs> but I'll take a Jameson. Yeah, but like, oh, but now that you mention it, yeah, I'm right. like, "All right, cool. I'll be right back." <laughs> yeah, there's six of you, right? That's like forty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> So, funny. It's wow. interesting. Uh, and then also, uh, you got to pay attention to like where their drink level is at. So, like, what I'll do a lot is when I'm scanning the restaurant, is I'm scanning for their food plates and their drink levels. Like, I won't even look them in the eye. I'll just be like, <laughs> oh, like that's th- uh, three fourths of beer. They're not ready yet. That's half a beer. I'll ask them. That's a quarter beer. He needs one. You know. Yeah. So that's just kind of a. Yeah, yeah just kind of thing. And you can do that while you're doing other stuff. Like, I could be ringing food in and just looking around. Uh, I could be making a drink and just, like, turning my head. Um, just kind of keep your head on a swivel kind of deal. Shut up. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. You man. just... So, it's like, you got to develop, like, kind of, like, a photographic memory, in a sense, of, like, where everybody's at and be like, okay, that person's there, that person's there. It's just mental notes, basically. <laughs> uh, almost the... I would almost say the opposite. Because, ah. because you want to forget where they're at, so you have to constantly check. Um. And what's benefited me is that most of the restaurants that I've worked at, especially bartending, were all circle bars. So mm-hmm. I didn't have like a wall behind me that I can like hide at. I'm just like, oh, I'm tired now. Like I can just step back. Yeah. Like you're always on stage. Yeah. So I'm constantly Everybody's spinning around in you, circles. Yeah, I'm just yeah. running in circles. Dude, one bar that you mentioned that, that I really liked um, that I used to go to because I used to work at a city walk was um, Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. Dude, I loved it because they used to serve these, these uh, wings. Dude, and they're freaking huge wings, man. GMO, the, hell yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> that, but damn, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I go to, you go to, like, that's what was in it. You go to Wingstop sometimes, and they're like tiny shit, like, you know what I mean? But damn. those wings were big and juicy, and like, damn, they were good. And like, I, I, what you said is true, they had a circle bar, so like, you know, yeah, yeah I had the, the one bartender kind of coming up to me, you know, making sure that I was good, but like, I just seen like constantly, you know, he'd wash a dish and then walk, go, go check on the person at at six o'clock, and then come back around me, yeah. and then you know you had a different person at nine o'clock, and I mean just because it was a circle, so I'm just thinking, you it, know, it, clockwise. It's yeah. like an old. It's a. I don't know if they say it in any any other industry, but um, in restaurants they say all the time. It's like you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. you know, if you're just yeah, you know, I've heard it in the yeah. restaurant industry. Yeah, a lot. So have time to time to time lean. To, you know, clean something. There's always something to do. Yeah, so it kind of keeps that mentality going, especially when you don't have like a back to like fall, you know to hide. Yeah, 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 yeah straight up. Someone where you could just be like, all right, nobody's looking. I need to like, go get drinks from the back. Yeah, or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 20, I need to restock the bar. Yeah, it's 25 <laughs> minutes to go get one bottle of Grey Goose. Yeah. <laughs> Is this restocking? Yeah, it's just the one I need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Like, we just got a new it was missing. It was all the way at the top. You guys should be more organized. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd find it quicker. <laughs> you know? Oh, my uh, God. But, all right, changing a little bit. Like, how has COVID impacted, you know, this your whole atmosphere and the industry that you're in? 
So what <laughs> what I will say is what I've noticed is not being in s- such close contact with customers. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard going back. Yeah. Because, like, you're just getting beat up, like, on a daily basis from, like, just disgruntled, you know, customers that you just got to make happy. You got to put the face on. You got to put the smile on. I'm sorry, of course. Like, I'll do that right away. To, like, oh, I haven't, like, really dealt with you this close. Mm -hmm. So I think going back, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to kind of, like, put that barrier back up, you know, thicken that skin and not, like, want to be, like, Dude, what the fuck did you just say to me? Yeah, 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 did you yeah, yeah. just snap and whistle? Yeah, like, and I have to come over and be like, "Oh, are you okay? Like, I'm so sorry, your water's kind of kind of low." Like, yeah. like, no, dude, like, go fuck yourself. So I think that's gonna be a struggle <laughs> coming back. Definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, right now it, it's weird because you get both polar ends uh, of the spectrum. Yeah. You get the people that are like just so grateful to be outside and be at a restaurant and be served by someone and not have to clean up after themselves. You get those people that are like. Just so happy, um, you know. Even if it's on a patio on a hot 120, uh, 120 <laughs> degrees of heat. Yeah, exactly. Here in California, we've been having so much heat. There's so much fires. Um, our skies look orange, and it, everything's dude, orange it looks when really we go weird, outside. Dude, it looks like a bad so, episode in a movie or something, or like I'm in a show. You know, what I mean, skies a, turn gray and all this crap. Yeah. It's weird. It's a pretty apocalypse. It's, it's right. So, <laughs> I mean, you go to. I've been it looking, looks like a straight up video game. I've been looking at pictures from San Francisco, and it's like you're in Mars or something. Yeah. I, I saw one earlier. It was um, someone was like, "Oh, looked outside. What the hell?" And it was uh, the opening scene for like the Warner Brothers. You know, when it's like <laughs> when it's like golden yeah. and it's the studios. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, oh my god! Uh, the beginning, yeah. the of the movies. Oh my it's god! Like, California's crazy right now, <laughs> dude. One day I came still out, filming. I came out and the sun was red as it was setting. Dude, and it's I was been like, like red, and I was like, damn, this looks like Star Wars. Exactly, I thought the exact same thing. As a Star Wars fan, I was like, it's Tatooine. Exactly, <laughs> a new hope. <laughs> It doesn't look like Earth anymore. Yeah, exactly. Save us, Obi Wan. You're our only hope. <laughs> exactly. Oh That's my hilarious. God, it's it's so crazy. But it's like you know, if you open up bars again, you know, the whole question is like, you got to wear a mask now. And then I'm like, all right, how do you drink? You know, like when is it okay to like let me take a sip and I can remove my mask for a little bit? How is it that you're gonna sit the parties? You know, because you got to do the whole six feet apart, you know, like, I'm just thinking of all these complications that could occur because the whole point of a bar is socialism, you know, it's just have have that that communication and and be with your friends and hanging out and laughing, you know, and it's like, you can't really create that environment with the rules that are required because of COVID. I I will say some of the rules I think are going to be good. You think because, so? Um, I mean, you're there, so so you yeah. would understand it better than myself. I'm looking at it from an outsider perspective. So from like a, a perspective of like things I don't have to deal with anymore. Yeah, it's like we talked about earlier. The guys hitting on girls. Yeah, like hey, now they have to be apart. Like, They're hey, forced not you, to go up to her. You're not part of their party. I'm sorry. Step back. Like, okay. Don't get mad at me. Like this is the federal law. <laughs> I will call um, the FBI right Exactly now. Like, like I got on my speed dial Trust yeah. me um, And then with, with When they come back Well So the rule of thumb is Is if you're sitting down You're good You know mm. You're sitting down The tables are supposed to be spaced out um, If we do go back to indoor Oh well, when we did indoor dining That was kind of like On and off for a little while um, We took a bit, bunch of The bar seats away 
And then we would set them up, and, you know, if your party's the three or four, we put them together and have spaces in between the next party, the three or four. Because uh, my the bar I work at seats 36 in a circle mm-hmm. bar. So it's pretty big. Yeah. So you can have this, the, the situation where you have like three here, two here, three here, four there, and then like one or two here, you know, wherever, and still have the space where you're six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the tables, you seat at every other table. Uh, you can't have parties more than six. People are dickheads. Upset about, about it? Well, upset to one, but two, they like find the f- fucking loophole where they're like, oh yeah, no, we're just two parties of five. Or they'll call in separately oh. at this, you know, make reservations yeah, at the yeah. same time. And then they'll start like conjugating. We're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you can't, like, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. can't do that. And, yeah. and, and the, f- the funniest thing, the most annoying thing too, is it's like, like, why do we have to police that? Yeah. You know, like you know what's going on. Yeah, like you, you're not a hermit. You know, like you, know, you, you, <laughs> you, you in a shell. Yeah, somewhere. like oh, we're in a pandemic. It's like no, like you, you, you know, know you, it's been months. You know, you know what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah, and then the business gets hit when we get complaints about people not following the guidelines because we're the ones supposed to be policing them mm-hmm. in like a fun community environment. Yeah. Especially after a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so right right now at the restaurant, we're doing just strictly out, outdoor. Mm-hmm. And we, we see the party. You know, they're here for a little bit. They, you know, they have to go to the bathroom. They're wearing the mask. Second time, they forgot to wear their mask. We're like, hey, can you please wear the mask? They go back, grab it. Cool. Third time, you know, they don't wear their mask. We're like, oh, you know, can you put your mask on? They're like, oh, we just got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And it's like, dude, like you can't just do that. But at the same time, we can't. It's hard for us to be enforcing it every single time. Be enforcing time. it because then we start looking at assholes and then it, yeah. it affects us on like Yelp and these other websites yeah. and it affects, it makes our service looks bad even yeah. though we're trying to do our best to like be like, look, we're just trying to be polite. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. The Yelp reviews. Exactly. So they can lower your rating by giving and, you a and, dumb. And to a restaurant, a Yelp review is a credit score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly. What, what, happened, what happened last week? So like, there's a place that he loves mm-hmm. and he likes tacos way a lot. And there's one that he goes to, and it has a four-star rating. But last week, we tried one that's closer here to the studio, and this one had a 2.5. And I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know, man. Exactly. It might not be good. And then we tried it, because we're like, it's the same brand, like the same branch. It could probably, you know, some mad person, right? We tried it, and after he ate it, he was like, yeah, it's not the same. Mm. He's like, it we got to go back to the four-star one. <laughs> So funny. It's real shit, I've known a couple people that work there. My fiance used to work for one. You used to work for Tacos Way? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Tacos Way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a re- they're getting free advertisement right now, but yeah, no. It's, I was about to mention something. We're not sponsored adding- by Tacos Way or Modelo, <laughs> <laughs> or none of them. Yeah, but I was about to say something. B. I don't want to give him more more clout. So. I know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that that's what happened. Like, and we're. Yeah. Cause we, I thought at first I'm like eh, probably someone who's just mad, and then, you know. Because there's there's some reviews that are pointless. Mm-hmm. Like it's just someone who was angry, yeah. you know, because they had maybe one horrible experience <laughs> I, or whatever. I listen to a lot of radio, and there's this commercial on ESPN that comes up a lot where it's like, you know, fix your digital thumbprint. You know, like it has people said crazy stuff about your website, and they gave examples of like an electrician, you know, explaining the problems, and he's like. He's like, you have a blown fuse. He's like, bro, it's called a short fuse, and I don't have a short fuse. And it's like, he's misinterpreting, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, people can, like, take something and make it, like, yeah. the biggest thing. But it's just, yeah. like, I, I have to show you guys that commercial, because it's just so funny. It's like, he's like, um, did, you read, did you read the small print? 
or something like that. He's like, I can barely even read it. Or I don't know. It's just so funny the way they, that that commercial goes because it's like the guy's explaining something to him and the customer finds some way to, to like turn it around on him. You know yeah. what I mean? And so a Yelp review can work that way. To complain, they yeah. lo- we uh, we had this um, just to. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't at the restaurant, but uh, I saw it like in like the manager message and everything. We accidentally lettuce wrapped this guy's burger. The 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 way it was rung in mm-hmm. was lettuce, tomato, cheese, meat only. <laughs> so you guys thought yeah. lettuce wrap, no so buns. Yeah, but what they should have <laughs> oh said was like no pickle, no spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like lettuce, you know, etc. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it you know it goes out like the expo sees it. He's like, oh cool, whatever. It's supposed to be lettuce yeah, wrap. Quality already it's approved. They're like, it. Yeah, yeah, like this is fine. You know, let's move on to the next step. They put it in. They bag it up. It's it's to go anyway. We get this call. They're like, why the fuck did you not fucking put a fucking bun on it? <laughs> you know, they're like, look, I'm so sorry. Just miscommunication. You know, you know, next time you come in, like. I didn't want a flying Dutchman. What's wrong with exactly, you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we're like, look, we'll comp your next two meals. Not, next two lunches will come. And there's like, no, no, like, this is bullshit. Like, I wanted this now. Like, dude, how badly. Did you want a <laughs> fucking burger, burger on a Wednesday night at 7.30 and you that get you those anywhere. are not cool that there's no bun? <laughs> Why don't like, you have bread in your house? I was about like, to say, <laughs> bro, go to your fridge, grab two two yeah. slices of, of the loaf bread and exactly, just slap exactly. it on. Toast it and you're good to go, You probably man. don't need Welcome it anyway. You, you fat fuck, our food is not healthy. Yeah. Like, you probably don't need it anyway. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to come up the next two entrees. Cool. That's not good enough. Like, oh, hey, I know somebody who knows the owner. Like, I'm going to make a big deal about this. It's like... Dude, really? It's a fucking fourteen dollar burger. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna try to get people fired over, over a, burger, a fourteen dollar yeah. burger that was ten percent wrong on a Wednesday <laughs> at seven thirty two PM. That's and it's like that, and you're not I mean you're not like, even tipping us. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest, it's a good order. <laughs> to be honest, I, I would I would I mean, it'd be kinda humorous to me because I'd be like, fuck, how did I order that? <laughs> You know what I mean? And then I realized, oh, shit. And he would probably just be like, whatever, I'll eat it. Yeah, it's like, ah, fuck, I ordered it wrong. Because he he does like getting that lettuce wrap from And I'd probably be like, it's a sign, shit. (laughs) Stop eating bread, Mauricio. These COVID times, bro, I'm telling you. Dude, the COVID COVID 19 is like really straight 19 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something I want to bring up, too. It's so so working in a restaurant industry yeah. is generally super unhealthy. Yeah. Like one, like that's another thing. I think that's another reason why I never wanted to work at a fast food mm-hmm. place or a restaurant. Cause me, like, I'm I'm not gonna lie, bro. I I, I eat pretty unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I eat decent, but I wouldn't say like I eat very healthy, you know. But I love I love fast food. I like eating out. So it's like I feel like if I worked in a place like that, I would be munching. So the thing is <laughs> Well, especially when when you work for like, because I don't work for a corporate place. Yeah. yeah. Right now, um, when you work for like a more mom, like, mom and pop, mom and pop. Yeah. It's it's called mom and pop, but it's still like, you know, a mo- multi- higher end. Yeah, it's, not, it's yeah, in your normal yeah, it's restaurant, fast casual dining. Yeah. Like a lot of fast casual dinings, they're pulling like four or five million a year. Mm-hmm. So which is you know decent numbers, the margin is still pretty thin, but they're still you know walking away, um, but. You don't have that corporate setup where you're getting those like regular breaks. Like the yeah. break issue in restaurants is a huge deal because you walk away from your table for 30 minutes 
they're not getting the service that you would give them. They're getting the service from somebody that is not their table that no, they don't care about their tip because it's not their tip. Yeah. Um, so you're not getting that same sort of service. And then, so it's easier to stay working just because exactly, you don't want a disgruntled yeah. customer you'd rather, and you'd rather get that tip. And most restaurant jobs, you, you know, your shifts are only six hours instead of like the eight or nine or ten, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so you're like, oh, I'll just work through the six. California law says five hours. Five yeah. hours, you need to take a break. Yeah. Like whatever. You have to you have to take a 30 yeah, minute break. Yeah. So a lot of people just either clock out for their break and just work through it. So what ha- tends to happen is you don't eat on like regular schedules. Yeah. So you'll eat maybe before. If you forget to eat, you won't be able to eat until six hours later. So you either have like one really big meal. It's probably from the restaurant. Restaurant food generally isn't the healthiest food. It's yeah. it's usually really tasty, but it's not healthy. Like yeah. eating out just isn't healthy. Like yeah. that's just a, it's healthy for the you know the mind, the soul, the body, the mind, the soul, but maybe not the body. You know, like, <laughs> that's a good way to yeah. put it. So you know, yeah. so you're eating this kind of food. That being said, you're probably having like one two meals a day, and then or if you want to do the style of like you pick at it. You know, you order your food in the back and you try to like sneak away for like five minutes every here and here and there. You know, it starts to get cold. You don't eat all of it. You just kind of pick at it. You know, it's not really good for your body. So you end up either, you know, losing weight or it depends what your you know body type is and you'll retain weight in a weird way. Yeah. Um, So it's just like super unhealthy. No, and I know that you only eat like maybe two meals or one meal a day Yeah, I don't eat breakfast ever. I know that you only do like depending on how your day's going. I know you'll do two meals or you'll only do one meal. I mean, I've gone, I've gone like 48 hours without eating. Yeah, that's, I've always tripped out, you know, just because I've talked to you about that, Mm -hmm. how like I'm used to eating my three meals a day. Mm -hmm. So like I trip out, I'm like, my body would probably go into a shock, be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. straight up. (laughs) So then COVID happens. Yeah. yeah. So you got these people working in restaurants that are either like really thin in an unhealthy way or really, you know, heavy in an unhealthy way, like getting back to like a normal schedule. Yeah, and they're out it's, of rotation. And it's a shock to their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they haven't worked. They yeah. haven't done anything. And in the restaurant industry, you just tend to drink. Like, yeah. it just makes dealing with people that are mean to you a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it, that's just... I f- would feel like drinking and cigarettes, like, help you get through your day. I've never... I never really got into cigarettes. But I'm sure some of your coworkers... I are. had a buddy who was yeah. a bartender, and he's like, dude, what the fuck are these people doing? They yeah. get a break, like, every two hours. Like, what are they doing? I'm gonna start smoking so I can start getting a break. <laughs> yeah, like like real talk. It's just like, yeah. like I, of course I want a ten minute break Honestly, every two hours that um, like is socially acceptable. <laughs> it's fucking funny, dude. I know someone exactly like that. Not exactly like that, but uh, and it's funny because it's like it, even though even though we don't really know each other, you might know the person I'm talking about. But there's some person that I noticed that when he would work, he'd take a fucking smoke break constantly. Yeah. And I remember someone someone said that well that I was another coworker told to us he was like he was like dude I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing that because I so I could just fucking not not do anything for like 15 minutes every yeah. every hour and it's okay yeah. yeah and it's like oh it's he's accepted. just smoking it's yeah. accepted like he'll, oh he's on a smoke break yeah, he'll be yeah. back in a minute he's smoking yeah <laughs> it's like oh oh he's smoking cool oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. no one flinches no one no, says anything yeah. about it it's socially accepted yeah. it's funny though yeah. because but just imagine someone that's like in that work environment and out of nowhere he just starts doing it mm-hmm. what get him in here right now <laughs> yeah why are you smoking yeah. out there? And like, bro, this person can do it. Why can't I? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah. just funny how like I'm pretty sure that yeah, like, that like, would probably happen. People would yeah. be like, 
What, he's, he'd never be do. He'd never do that before. Like, he's standing outside for ten minutes by himself doing nothing. <laughs> he can't do that. <laughs> he can't. Oh, wait, wait, he's not guy? smoking. <laughs> oh wait, but Steve is out there. Oh, but the other one has Steve's, a cigarette. Yeah, oh, the other one. Okay, has, the other one's good. Yeah, the other one has a cigarette, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's safe. What? You know what I mean? Stupid. It's it so is. funny. My buddy's name that I was talking about was Steven, actually. <laughs> funny enough. I just was thinking about the first name that came yeah. out or something with Steven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's such a crazy standard thing about like yeah. smoking and it's just like taking breaks and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see how much you guys do this. Or are you? Or I've seen the other way where people do it with their buddies and they take longer. They take a half hour break. Yeah, but it's not a half hour break. <laughs> Technically, you know, you're just smoking. No, no, no you're just smoking. Oh, no, you're not smoking. A <laughs> anyway, so you have these kind of people, you know, coming out into like a, a now normal environment. Mm-hmm. However, you're not doing anything. Yeah, because they haven't done anything for a while. They haven't done their normal routine. So you have this structure clash of yeah. like you might get a little bit more fit. You might start eating a little bit healthier or eating more regularly. And then you have people that as coronavirus goes a little bit longer, it goes the exact opposite. So like bodies are just in this weird fluctuation yeah. period. And then... You go back to work. And it was so weird for me in particular because I was down I was down to like 145. Oh, so you dropped weight. No, when I was working. Oh, okay, okay. And then I went up to like 178, 180. Damn. Wow. And then I went back to the restaurant and I went down to like 160. And this is over the course oh, wow. of the past six months is this fluctuation of yeah, up and so, down. So your body was like, yeah. all right, we're not long doing the routine of walking around, mm-hmm. doing stuff. Because you're constantly walking around. Yeah, that's, so you're that's trying what, to save energy. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what keeps you uh, you know, at a yeah. lower weight because you're constantly walking. And mm-hmm. now it's like your body's like, oh, I'm not constantly walking. It skyrockets yeah. because you're not constantly walking. And then eventually when you go back to like, all right, now we got to do this routine yeah. again. Your body goes like, uh, okay, like let's try to... Drop down. Yeah. Like, did any of your coworkers lose weight? Um, some of them got more. Like, again, it's it's both spectrums. Yeah. Some of them got more fit. Some of them got heavier. Wow. Um, I think what it ultimately did is fuck up everyone's metabolism. <laughs> like, <laughs> no like yeah. the good ones got bad ones, and the bad yeah. ones got good ones in weird ways. Like, I, it's just like I've strange. had friends that are working at home, and they've told me, "Dude, I'm eating more." Oh, like, yeah, especially because, from home. like, he's like, they're like, I'm just snacking all the time because I'm home. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, I am working, but I'm snacking all the time. Even though, like, through this whole COVID thing that, you know, a lot of things shut down, what they didn't shut down was restaurants. You know what I mean? Maybe they weren't dining in, but you yeah. could still order takeout. Yeah, so you could still, if you don't want to make food, uh, you could still order to go yeah, food. It's delivery. Yeah. And, you know, these delivery apps are so easy these yeah. days. Uh, and honestly, not super. Ex- I mean, it adds up, but like yeah, not like overly expensive. If you just like do it like once or twice a week, you're just like, oh, like I'll spend fucking eight dollars yeah. for them to bring yeah. me some Jack in the Box or whatever. You yeah, know, the like, app charges you to use for using the app, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they charge you the fee for whoever's going to deliver. They get it. you on that like oh, unlimited monthly. And you're yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're yeah. Like oh man. <laughs> Guess I'll be using this for. The but then you month. tip them. Yeah. And you're just like wait. <laughs> You got or, or they get you on the We'll give you the free delivery Exactly You're like hmm. Share with a friend $25 off <laughs> Right Yeah you gotta like Or you gotta spend like 20 bucks to get the free delivery Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like dude I just want one burger And like yeah. A drink and stuff 99 cents meal like, Yeah no, I mean, Straight up Just want two burgers and fries Leave me alone Straight up Oh my god That's totally crazy um, But I, I kinda wanna ask you Some things yeah. like Kinda separated from the Whole bartending atmosphere mm-hmm. 
starting with the first one, it's kind of like a speed round. I'm only going to ask you like a couple sure, things. Sure, I didn't, yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't prepare myself as well this, this week around. But uh, today was the first uh, time that I think this has ever happened, and we're kind of seeing it behind us, that um, MLB, NBA, WNBA, NFL, NHL, MLS all played in the same day. Like, all sports have played in the same day, but, like, literally every league, like, even WNBA played today. Uh, that being said, from a restaurant uh, perspective, it's something we're used to. It's not, like, a, it's not a big change. Like, we're used to multiple sports going on. This is the golden era of the year. This right. is honestly, especially working at, like, a the sports, sports bar. Equinox, they You're call just, it. like, this is, like, this is money time. Mm-hmm. This is, like, look... There's always something on. There's entertainment going. I don't have to do anything because they're watching the game. You know how it's going to go. The game starts. It's really busy. Halftime, break, etc. Half a certain period of time, everyone goes to the restrooms, leaves, whatever, comes back, really busy again, super dead. Yeah. And then <laughs> the game ends, and then super busy trying to close everyone out. Yeah. It's kind of a routine. And, and again, doing it as long as I have, I'm used to it where it's structured. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, I know what to do, and this is just that over and over and over and over again. <laughs> what about those customers that their team loses and they get all riled up? They leave. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, they're they're less of a bother. It, it's the really? it's the winners that you got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I've noticed the, it, bro. The winners just or the losers just leave. Yeah, the losers leave. They go home. They beat their wives. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Take it out at home. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> no, but it's the winners that like yeah. they start doing the celebratory drink, and yeah. those are always. I mean, even from a personal uh, perspective, every time I overly drink in happiness, I yeah. end up with the worst recover. Oh, okay. Um, whether it's like a physical recovery hangover or like this like damn I probably shouldn't have done that relationship wise yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the same aspect that, that they do it's like oh yeah we fucking won we're the fucking shit it's like <laughs> dude it's Tuesday night go home <laughs> like yeah you won it's 7 o'clock you go gotta home. go to work tomorrow we're man. about to start our like busy dinner rush dude like yeah. get the fuck out of here <laughs> like just go home so those, that's actually the bigger issue is the winners that you have to deal with oh wow uh, alright and now kind of like um what are your favorite sports from the from that like kind of list I gave you? And um, then if you will list your favorite teams if you will. So favorite sports uh, favorite sport to play, football. Okay. Um and he means American by the way. American, yeah, sorry. Uh, NFL. Mm-hmm. Um I do enjoy soccer, however, I'm not very good. I don't really follow. I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. I've highly respect MMA. Um, I love baseball. I've played it for 13 years. Sick. Dodger games will, are probably my m- most favorite to go to. Sick. I'm sad that we can't go to them right now. It, dude, it hurts me. If they open it up so we can like just tailgate and just like watch a screen, I'm so down. I'm there 100. percent Well, they, I mean, I know there's talks to like kind of yeah. open it up a little bit and do the social distancing. Well, they're opening and, it up to vote, so yeah. let's yeah. see what happens from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I very much enjoy basketball. I won't say I love basketball because I was very bad when I played it. Um, and I just didn't keep up with it. Mm. That being said, my favorite teams, Dodgers, Lakers, Raiders. Uh, MLS, I don't really have a team. Mm. Maybe LAFC, okay. just because my buddy worked for the team. Uh-huh. Um, and Hockey-wise, 
I don't know a lot about it. It's fun to go to a game. I went to a game in LA and Madison Square Garden when I was in New York. Oh, super, super fun. Yeah. I'm a Kings fan just by default, uh, but super cool. Uh, never went to a professional football uh, soccer game. Me neither. Um, I would love to do one outside of the U.S. because I've Straight seen up. videos about it. My buddies have gone to it, and I hear yeah. it like it's just the thing to do. Uh, yeah, like, it's because it's because soccer for those people in those an, those places, it's an international, it's thing, their yeah. livelihood. Exactly, it's their livelihood. They like if you are born in a city, like you're taught to love that team of your city, mm-hmm. and you and your parents take you every weekend. That's why the like when you talk about the Premier League, like they're there every weekend. Yeah. They're celebrating with their families. It's it's there's something some, where it's like it's some, embedded in you. Some rich families here, man. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Every weekend, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's how they do it in, in England, yeah, man. Bro. It's crazy. Yeah, and, the, and those players yeah. are super celebrities. I too. wish I yeah, could yeah, go to make are. a game every weekend. Like, yeah, man, that's freaking crazy. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, just going back to it as well. I, I mean, give me your general opinion. I guess you could say on the Dodgers because we've been like kind of so disappointed, <laughs> for, um, for lack of a better word, um, for the last three, four seasons now. Let, let's let's just like put an asterisk on the right. on the Astros. When yeah, it, I agree. So, so, I, I was so, like, you had to ask him about that. What's his so opinion we'll, on we'll it? Just, we'll just put an asterisk. Like, act <laughs> like it didn't happen. It's very strange. I don't necessarily think we should. We deserve. Sorry, I don't think we deserve the title outright. However, strip them of it. That's what I'll say on it. Um, they were very good. I don't know. Whatever. No. Um, the other two years. We just got beat in the playoffs. It was uh, the first year, I will say, was just um, not Red. having ex- enough experience in the World Series. Talking about the Red Sox against the Red Sox? Yeah, yeah. The third year, honestly, Washington was just a better team. They were yeah. just a better team. Yeah, straight up. Um, I think this year, uh, their pitching is, knock on wood, much better. Super fucking good, like yeah. like just good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're hitting, they're coming around. It's a weird season. There's no fans. Traveling strange. Uh, a buddy of mine compared it to like a men's softball league. Like we don't know who's showing up today. We don't know where we're playing. We don't know what time it starts. No like, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no fans. Everyone's kind of drunk. Like yeah. we don't know what the fuck's going on. That's hilarious. So that, that I mean that's a struggle in itself. That being said, they're looking so good. I honestly forget to watch them because I'm just like, oh, they're probably gonna win tonight. Definitely. You know, like yeah. it's it's strange to say, and I don't want to jinx it because we've had these past three years. Um, that being said, I yeah, really think they look so good this year the, on paper and in person. They're just killing it. The one thing that's interesting, though, besides the shortened season, is that the first round is a three game series. Yeah, and the, and that not anything can happen. You can lose games back to back. Yeah, and that's kind of scary when it comes to the Dodgers because mm-hmm. like. They're they're a team that like by statistics and stuff they just do better in a longer series of games. They're good at adjusting. Mm-hmm. They mo- they modify the game. They adjust well. They implant. They see what the other team. It's almost like the Lakers losing the first game of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Every, yeah, it's like they. It's almost like a scouting report. Like oh, this is what they're gonna do. That's yeah. what the Dodgers have consistently been even before the you know the World Series um, the past three years even before that that's kind of just been like kind of a Dodger culture is like let's play chess with them we're not you know 
fucking shooting dice with them. Like, we're not going to, you know, we're going to, you know, see what they're going to do. We're going to adjust and we're going to play strategy. So the three game thing is super, super scary. Yeah. Because, I mean, any a a trash team, and especially because I think they've opened up more teams to enter the playoffs as well. Um, from what I understand, I, think, I, I, I haven't looked into it. So I, I think I so. Know. So there's going to be more teams um, mm-hmm. in the in like I think in, either in the wild card or just in the playoffs in general. So you know they can face a shitty team and lose. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy, exactly. And a it's it, and it's baseball. Baseball is the hardest sport to play, in my opinion, because some of it's so easy and some of it is the hardest thing in the world to do. Yeah, and you you have to do both things in the same day. Like you're not you're standing. And then you're sprinting. You're doing nothing for three hours, and then pressure is on for you to hit this double so they can score on the in the ninth inning. Like it goes from like that kind of drastic change. I think makes baseball the hardest sport mm-hmm. to play. And that's why the injuries are very severe too when they do happen mm-hmm. to their players. Yeah, and, and it's also the most. I mean, the least. Me- physically mechanical sport to play like you're yeah. doing stuff like bodies aren't really meant to do yeah like you're turning in one direction consistently you're you're doing one thing with one side of your body like you're building inaccuracies in your physical body mm. that like you know it, it scars them for life yeah i mean i see what you mean in that i i i would only disagree just because i feel like um when i look at basketball it's this constant like you're defend you're you're going all in you know, on a fast break, you might make that and you may be able to go set your defense back up, but you might miss and you might have to go defend the fast break coming, you know what I mean? And then you're running back. Yeah, but see, the thing in basketball is, uh, is that you stay heated. Yeah, exactly. You stay heated. What mm-hmm. he's saying is when baseball, you're standing there, your body goes cold mm. because you're not doing anything. You're yeah. just standing there. Mm-hmm. You're picking and then, grass. And then you got to like, you know, go into motion really quick. To where you got to get your body to heat up in order to like do something or react on time, yeah. which is a little different than what baseball, where it, I mean basketball, where it's really constant, constant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's the idea of like, like getting hit, like when you're in a car getting hit. If you're if you're drunk and you get hit by a car, you're already loose. Like you're loose. Yeah, you're, your you're body in the rhythm, flows. So yeah, yeah. so you're not gonna get as hurt. But if you're stiff. Yeah, and you, you get hit by up. a car. Yeah, you tense up, and it's going to be more detrimental to you. Yeah, yeah. And something I haven't shared with you guys, I did, uh, I did body, I mean, physical therapy, body massage for like two years, and even just working into somebody's body and and massaging somebody, it takes like twenty minutes to warm up to the point where I can start fixing them in wow. their in their muscle, you know, wherever their their problems are, because everyone has like a little bit of issues here and there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just the idea of just like. Standing there, getting stiff, getting like these, you know, your ligaments tight, your your tendons tight, your your, your muscles, they don't even know they're going to start cramping. Yeah. And just having to like react so quickly, um, it's, and it, you know, we're not talking about like reacting in a short, you know, distance, like they're doing really quick, Yeah, like quick, especially really the outfield. Heavy. Yeah. The outfield where you got to just run and try to get that fly and ball. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so. I mean, that, that's, that's actually a different perspective than, yeah. that, than what I was thinking, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, so, I mean, as as far as talent-wise, talent-wise, I would give it to basketball, I would give it to football. Like, talent-wise, ba- like, the biggest, most beastly person on earth, like, let's say LeBron James. LeBron James is a phenomenally, is a physical athlete. Great physical athlete yeah uh i don't know if he'd do good at baseball i really don't know if he'd do good because he is so in tune with his body he spends so much money on his body 
um, you know, he'd be great in MMA. He'd be great in football. He'd be great in he's great in basketball. He'd probably be phenomenal I mean, that's, in that's soccer. The, that's the thing that happened to Michael Jordan, yeah. where Michael Jordan had to restructure his exactly. body when he went to baseball from yeah. basketball. And seeing how LeBron throughout the year, for example, when he was in Miami, this guy was a freaking tank. Mm-hmm. When he went back to Cleveland, he slimmed his body down. And when I see something like LeBron, I feel like he's the one athlete that he can maybe go through every sport. Only one, maybe, maybe not as much as soccer, just because you're using your feet entirely than opposed to your hands. Yeah, that, that's different coordination. But um, you know, in baseball, I think you know, I think he'd make a hell of an outfielder. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. as far as like LeBron James, you know, what I mean, it, yeah, there takes an adjustment period. But I think, I think if there's any athlete, you know, if we're talking about just in the general broad of sports, I think he's one of the ones that can just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be a great baseball player. Shit, man, you can put him as a DH too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know? But it's just that that whole idea is just so different. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of a reason why I think Bo Jackson fucked himself up so so much with, with football. That's why his, his joints weren't used to, like, coming from baseball, going to football, going to baseball, going to football, that, like, his literal power of his muscles were so strong, it ripped his bone out of his hip and pulled it back so quickly because someone pulled on it. You know, mm. was trying to tackle him and shattered his hip. Like, mm. that's something that I think probably happened because he played baseball. Physically, because yeah, he's, 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 strange, he's yeah. yeah, he's not used to, like, you know, it's, it's Those just, transitions. It, it, the it, transitions it are very different. With you. It messes yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. The transitions yeah. are very, very so, different. We went on a little yeah. tangent on this one. And we're going to come back yeah, to it. a little bit, a little bit. But my next one is going gonna, is gonna to kind of touch on this uh, new thing that. Well, kind of new, but, you know, it's kind of being exposed to everyone else, and it's kind of this whole idea of virtual learning. Uh, he sent me a meme today about where, like, it was like, you know, back in the day, ditching school was like, you know, leaving school, and now it's like <laughs> turning off your camera, turning off your, your, your thing, and it's like... Uh, Muting your Zoom meeting and turning off being your camera. A C- yeah, being a CSUN student right now, something that changed this summer, this semester, better said, was that I think it's by law, we don't have to turn on our camera. We don't have to turn on our microphone. Which is like, I wonder if that's being, if that's the same thing, you know, in high schools. Because I'm a college student, so it's like a university, you know, so it's going to be different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, you know, different rights, if you will, than when you're in high school and you're a minor and all that stuff. So I wonder if high school is like, you can't. I would, I would think it'd be stricter with minors. Oh, for, for, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just um, saying like, for uh, me that I'm an adult, it's like, yeah. you don't have to turn on your camera. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and I'm like, my whole opinion on you for it would be like, you know, how would you think... It would be for you maybe being in high school and having to do virtual learning or something I, th- like I think long-term, because I, I took a bunch of um, online classes when, okay. I, when I went to community college. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think long-term for, for online classes in college in general, super good. That being said, for the student long-term, you're missing out on that, like, physical interaction. Yeah. It's, it's those things I mentioned about earlier in the yeah. restaurant industry is you, you miss those, it's, it's those a, mannerisms. As a, as a kid, you need them. You need, you need yeah. interaction with people. You need interaction with, with kids because if you don't get that as a kid, man, like you grow up to be a weird adult. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like you're going to be a weird adult because you don't you're, know social cues. You don't know, you don't know how to deal with people. Like, you know, and that's one of the things. It's like if you don't know how to deal with a person's attitude or a way a person reacts to you, then you might react too emotional to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone yells at you, you might start crying because you don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, because you can only yeah. practice in the mirror so many <laughs> times. <laughs> he's yeah. laughing. Maury's laughing at it. He's probably thinking of someone that cried while they were getting yelled at. <laughs> nah, I just thought of like someone's reaction when you know. 
just something you told me earlier just oh, made me laugh okay, right yeah, now yeah, when you yeah. said that it's yeah. like yeah people 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 especially like in 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 certain environments where like you can't say anything to them because it's like blasphemy you know it's like yeah, people yeah, yeah. Will get like what yeah exactly you're not supposed to have freedom of thought what do you think <laughs> and it also like it makes you like having that physical interaction like I could, you know, you could tell that someone's mad before they're actually mad. Someone's yeah, happy exactly. before they're actually mad. Like you happy. can tell the escalation. You can to see it. Yeah, like yeah. where, where and you got to deescalate it. You got to be like, all right, I got to deescalate. And where even going going back to like hitting on girls, like you know where you are. Yeah. Like, like you're like, oh hey, yeah. and you know we're having a conversation. Everything's going good. Yeah. You say something to try to escalate it in a certain yeah. direction. You can. They you, turn you off. Yeah. Even with mannerisms, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't yeah. working. You and can you, tell by like this, like if, if she's really diving into the conversation mm-hmm. or she's going back. Back to small talk, you know, like because it all begins with small talk. But as soon as you know you get that attention, you begin to like, all right, now we're going to actual conversation, mm-hmm. you know. And you you could see that pullback if she's not into it, you know. Yeah. yeah, those little things like that, man. Yeah, and and you you don't you can't pick up on those cues, then you become this person you don't want to be. Yeah, you become exactly. this this creeper because you didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. you missed a social social cue yeah, here and there. Exactly. You know, you live your life on a screen. Yeah. Let's say their only interaction, you know, God forbid, I hope this doesn't happen, but like, let's say this kid's literal, if this continues on for 10 years, this kid, this, this kid's only interaction with, with people is his parents, Zoom, Skype, etc., Messenger, and then gets into like sex ed and it's just yeah. porn. Yeah. Like that is all the bad combinations you don't all want. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna just bring like, this up just to bring it up because we've been. I've talked to yeah. him about this. I've been telling him that one of the industries that, I'm, that I think right is keeping up the economy afloat and everything. Right, is like one aspect of it is the cam industry. Like, because all these people are, are at home, lonely. They got no one to talk to. They got. They don't have partners. I was like, the cam industry is like right there. You can, t- you can tell the girl what to do through the money that you give her, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's another crazy thing because Give me that- 20, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Show me them feet. <laughs> I'm like, that's another crazy thing because that also messes up with, like, your, your whole, like, transition. It messes up with people's ideas, and now you're no longer looking at that person as a human. Mm. That person now is your object. It's a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um... What I would hope, uh, if we do get stuck like, you know, fucking rats in a cage, yeah. is that it, that kind of industry does realize that maybe we should ha- also have softer stuff. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. almost, what's a good, this is such a weird topic, but like, <laughs> like, like a good idea is almost like, um... <laughs> Have you seen uh, God? What's the movie? Um, they just re- Harrison Ford was originally in it. Blade Runner. Um, oh yeah. Did you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. second one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw so it. you saw how he had that that virtual girlfriend that yeah. he never slept with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was nothing but a friend. It was just a companion. Exactly. Yeah. Because initially, that's what some people are looking yeah, for. Exactly. It's just companionship. And I think you can get away from a lot of like the really dark. Tendencies is yeah. if you also set up that kind of thing yeah. beforehand. Because I mean, just out of 
just animalistic instinct, we want to do what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. However, if we soften it up with like still thinking as of those visual ideas and those visual things as people, humans, just like you and me, mm-hmm. and we set up that kind of like, you know, autonomous like just, you know, person that we still care about, I think that would be very beneficial. That being said, it just gets so weird so yeah, it quickly. It, it gets does. so weird so quickly. Yeah, it does. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's just it's just a crazy thing because it's like right now we're living in that digital moment and it is a reality that people are doing this stuff. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. a reality that it is happening. I heard something so sad, like the like the number one like searched like porn topic is yeah. like incest. You know, it's step brother, stepmother. Yeah, like, that's it's fucking creepy. Yeah, man. it is. Like, it's freaking creepy, dude. I mean, it's just like the thing is that people are running out of fetishes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> people are running out of fetishes. It's like, all right, you see one fetish, then like, all right, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? You know? And it's like, dude, you're not going to have a normal sexual life, bro. Like, you're no. not going to know how to interact like, with like someone. this generation You're of not going to know, like... So it's going to be stunted if, 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 yeah. if we don't go back to in-person seeing somebody and realizing that, like, oh, hey... This hurts me. It's gonna hurt you. Kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of takes me to my next topic. That here in uh, California and specifically LA County, Halloween was being canceled. So, like for an adult, and you know, being in the bar industry and all that stuff, um, no the restaurant industry. Parties. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, obviously for kids too, not being able to trigger treat and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's gonna be crazy in a sense. I always used to go into horror nights every year at, yeah. at Universal. Like. Yeah. It became a tradition when I got with my uh, my girlfriend that, you know, she's not my fiancé and stuff. Like, I was getting used to just every year. I was already like, I hope they still have it this year. And then yeah. I got the news, like, beginning of August. Yeah, we're not doing it. I'm like, oh, They sucks. always do the Walking Dead that at sucks. Universal. That sucks. Uh, yeah. I never went. I never went. Uh, I've done one when I was, like, 18. Um, but since I started working in restaurants, that's, like... You know, that's one of the. Yeah, that's a hot that's night. That's a bartender's holiday. You got, yeah, you got yeah, Halloween, New Year's, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, Cinco yeah. de Mayo, um, and depending where you work, it's the 4th of July. So that, that was, that's always been just kind of like a. Yeah, exactly. A money making night for yeah, me. Yeah, it's a hot night for you. Um, that, that being said, I mean, it's it's a it's gonna be weird. I think the, I think what people will do is I think that the whole month of October is gonna be like a small celebration every day of it. Where I see people like dressing up for the whole month. I've seen these weird things on Instagram where people are doing Halloween trees. I don't know if you've seen anything like no, that. So they seen like, that. yeah, they get like a, a fake plastic, either black or white tree, and they dress it up like Halloween. Kind of like a Christmas one yeah, exactly. for Halloween. Yeah, so you do Halloween, and then they'll do like a November one for Thanksgiving, and then just keep it up through um, Christmas. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, that's all you can do right now. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it's sad because at the restaurants, we've always like dressed up as a team. So like last year, we did. Um, we did dodgeball. Yeah. So like somebody, some some of the people were the the purple cobras, and the mm. other ones were the average shows. <laughs> and you know we made like a, a, exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. And some of the servers were like the referees. Like it yeah. was cool. So it was always like camaraderie thing. Yeah. So it was really cool. It's like this but, is a uh, film set. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Where's Miss Vaughn? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, now now I can. That was kind of just my some topics that have just been going on recently. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get your your opinion on them. Um, but taking it full circle back to the sports thing, um, something that's coming back that came back today actually, and I don't know who won between the Chiefs and the and the Texans. But um, yeah, it was uh, football's coming back, and you know we're on two. We're like basically enemies in this sense because you're a Raider fan and I'm a Bronco fan. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I'm so sorry you haven't been to the Super Bowl in like since the 90s, bro. Uh, at least we got the Super Bowl, you know, the last you got one in the last five years, so yeah. that's my comfort right Orange now. Orange is the ugliest color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't go for an NFL team, so I am safe. <laughs> It's not good, man. In, in, in this case, like, it, it's, it's cool to be able to just say that, you know, it's the Denver Broncos and not the Los Angeles, Oakland, Vegas Raiders, you know. Because to me, it's like they still carry that identity as much as they're going to go to a different place. People here in L.A. are going to always be like, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a Raider fan because they were here in L.A. And then people in Oakland are going to basically say that, you know, it's going to and it's going to continue to the Vegas thing until one day something in there falls apart. <laughs> they nah, just see, he so, has hey, no faith hey, in that hey, franchise. So, it, uh, so <laughs> tell me the difference in demographic between Oakland, Las Vegas, and LA. Those are all the same people. Yeah, for the most Those part. Those are all the same people. It's all yeah. the same fans. It's if, the if, same if, yeah. if you're born in LA, you're a Raiders fan. If you're born in Oakland, you're a Raiders fan. You're in Las Vegas. Unless you move there for the tax write-offs, you're you're probably a Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, because you go to, you see, like, for example, you're seeing games like, I mean, I know it's not a Raider game here, but you're seeing, like, Rams and Chargers games, and it was, like, half of, like, the other team. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show that here in California, it's just like a freaking melting pot of like NFL fans yeah, yeah, of different yeah. things, you know. Yeah. So like it, it, now that they got their own team, it's funny to see those stadiums. Like it was like it was funny. I heard it on the radio. It was like the Chargers will be at SoFi Stadium without any fans. No pun intended. <laughs> I was like, that's messed up. <laughs> like, that's well, I don't. I honestly don't know Charger fans. I've never. Uh, met my, my cousin's a San Diego Charger fan, so he's like he's been a Charger fan yeah. since they were down there. You know, yeah. since Drew Brees was down in there. You know, yeah, what I mean? no, so it's like. I, and, and, and it's funny, bro. Like, cause um, funny, every time I talk to Raider fans, it's like, and you're and now I'm a Bronco fan. It's like, yeah, they 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 kind of talk down on on us, but it's like. When it comes down to it, it's like, man, we've we've been backing it up as far as on the field. And, and the, Ra- the Raiders, it's been like this no, it's been, up and down. And as a we lady, blame management. You know what I mean? And now it's like, it's funny to me because then it's like, you, it's like you guys are like high school couple. You're going back to your old shit. You're going to John Gruden again, you know? So it's, I don't you know. When I see that, it's it like, it I I'll see what happens. Then he sound like a 10-year deal. So, like, you know, the Raiders will be very interesting. What I do like about the Raiders, and I did for a long time, was Derek Carr? Derek Carr's a freaking beast as quarterback. Yeah, no, he's very, very talented. He had a, and I, and I was that, so ups- that. I mean, I don't. I understand they're revamping the team. I was so upset when they got rid of Amari Cooper and um, Khalil Mack. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's your founder. You have you have ACDC and Khalil Mack. Like that's that's all you need. You build everything around him. Um, you don't necessarily find expensive players. You find talent. You sh- yeah. sh- search for, for, the, for, for players with potential, exactly, or yeah. team players, just yeah. people that are willing to to go to work on the team. They even even back then they had one of the, one of the strongest like upfront um, five men, and they just just butchered that team. And I was really yeah. and that's upset why about I bring it. up the John Gruden thing because it's like instead of going progressive and. and and honestly, Jack Del Rio was doing great. He was doing. He was so doing good. really good. And then you go back and that, you you sign John Gruden at ten years, and he's the one that made these decisions to let go to Mark Cooper. Mm-hmm. And and that's my biggest judgment of the Raiders. You know, what I mean, because again, instead of going forward, they went twenty years back to the nineties, and they got know, with their ex, basically. You know what I mean? And John Gruden, what the you devil know, they know? Yeah, and the John Gruden didn't even win. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm mistaken, but he didn't win a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders, did he? Mm-mm. He won mm-hmm. one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that was um, 
Whose team was that? I forget the, the coach's name, but he was uh, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts afterwards. He was oh, the, the black coach. Um, Tony uh, Tony Dungy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tony Super, Dungy, I love he, that guy. he basically built up that team, got fired. John Gruden came in. They won the Super Bowl that year. And that's that's my whole thing. And then after that... And then why didn't you just do that with the Raiders? You know what you I mean? You know, the team was built. Yeah. Like, was, <laughs> and, and, there. Yeah, so then he comes into the Raiders now, and it's like, yeah, um, that he's being, talking all this smack about Derek Carr, talking about he's not his guy, he's going to get another one. If Derek Carr didn't fucking break, was it his hand or something? No, it was when that lineman fell on him. Yeah, yeah. He, they were so good that year. They, I mean, maybe not have won it, but like that was some potential. It was so sad to see. I was like, God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, nah, man. It's it's sad to see that it's those changes and stuff that are happening because you're like, okay, what do I do? You know, like mm. I love this team. I've poured my heart into this team, and it's like to see that they're getting rid of the things that you know are going to help them. And then the worst part is seeing those players become even better players than other teams yeah, that dude. they go to, and you're like, that was what we had. Yeah. What is going on? Like yeah. that could have been us. Like that could have been the player that made us look better. Yeah, and it, I totally understand that, dude. Yeah. So but, when I see that, I'm just like, man. It, and I and I agree with you, dude. That season when when the lineman fell on Khalil, on um, Derek Carr and and you know he got injured and everything like that. If it wasn't for that, it was a it Super was Bowl a run. Salt. I mean, a run. I, I don't think they would have. I'll be honest. I don't think they would have won it. No, but it was but a Super was, Bowl run. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And and I, I'm a, I'm a Bronco fan at heart, but I, like I'm always gonna tell people as much as I love the team I'm rooting for, I'm a sports fan and I'm gonna see how it is. And mm. you know the Raiders had it had that that squad, and then like that's what I'm saying. Uh, what's his name Mark Davis uh, the owner like made the dumbest the Davis family in general I you know don't I mean? understand what they're doing you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, I so it's know. like in that do, aspect do, do of things do any of the fans like have no, uh, it's, it's, like, it's, like do they bring like any like cardboards like Davis out or anything like that like during the stadiums like oh yeah no we all have custom jerseys that say Davis in the back <laughs> No, like, no, man, like, I don't know, man. No, I'm just asking that because, I mean, I've seen it in other sports that when they don't like management, you know, fans will be like, oh, we want them out, you know. They talk about it. They really don't ever do anything. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're not going to, filthy rich white men, they're not going to care. You know what I mean? But, like, from a Bronco perspective, uh, the last couple of years have been tough. Ever ever since we won the Super Bowl and then Peyton Manning left, it's been rebuild, rebuild, shitty quarterback, shitty quarterback. And now this year it was like, all right, we're we're having a, like it looks like a promising quarterback. We have good wide receivers. We just drafted a speedy one out of Alabama. Um, we have good um, running backs, and then our star linebacker gets injured. You know what I mean? And and me personally, I attribute this to the fact that you were in COVID. They're they're practicing in a socially distanced manner. They're not tackling. There's no preseason, so there's no. Kind of how you guys were saying to the warm-up of things. There's no warm-up in this NFL season. So I'm kind of concerned as far as, you know, a lot of star players on different squads. You know, not just Von Miller that he's, like, my favorite player and stuff. But um, a lot of different uh, players that can potentially have really crucial injuries because their bodies are not prepared for the the brunt that they're about to take in this 17-game season. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to make a lot of careers very successful, and it's going to make a lot of really good careers very unsuccessful. So, I don't know. We'll, and then we got to see the, the comeback of Patrick Mahomes. He got that big deal, and yeah. it's like, what happens with this guy? 
Yeah. You know, it's like, does he, does he deliver sure. again after that huge big deal they gave him? I'm pretty sure he won tonight. Uh, I'm about to that check means that it was Houston, but... Yeah, they won 34 to 20. I mean, again, that's not like... You know, it's not the victory you would think against Houston, though. Yeah, I mean, Houston, that's something... They did a very questionable move as well, and they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, and I was like... Yeah. No, oh, he's that's on... Like, uh, where, where's he on? He's in the Cardinals, and he's also, so my fan, he's also my fantasy he's team. A, he's a great... Dude, he's amazing. Do you set up a fantasy team? I did, I did, I did. I, I got Hopkins on my team, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. And, like, with that kind of player, he's the type of wide receiver that he makes plays for you, bro. The ball can be, like, nowhere near him or something, but he's going to grab that he ball. He could have a high school quarterback back there. And, <laughs> and make him look yeah. like the that's best the, quarterback that's ever. The, that's the thing, though, like... He made Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson look amazing. He was a rookie, mm-hmm. a quarterback came out of Clemson and everything, but he made him look freaking amazing. So it's going to be interesting to see how Deshaun Watson looks without an amazing uh, so, speaking wide receiver. On, speaking on the other end, what about Tom Brady at the Bucks with Gronk? Bruh. All right, like, so I'm super confused. <laughs> I drafted both of them just to be safe because I was like, they're either going to be horrible or awesome. I okay, I'm, I I would not have grown of. of Drafted Gronk just because he's injury prone. I just don't know what we're gonna get. What, what's well, gonna so come out of him? My mentality was he, uh, Brady's at a new environment with and a that's new team. His only team, and he's he like, knows. I know Gronk. Yeah, and again, I don't really. I'm not super into fantasy. I was just kind of like a whatever league. I you. So I was like, is he still available? I'll just grab him. Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll see what happens. For me, it was like Brady has so many weapons. He's gonna be a good QB to, to start. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought. But like for for Gronk, I was like, man. We can get to like week three, and it's like he's having back issues, and he's just not. He's, yeah, he's just old. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's been, he's been through some shit. You know, so and then he went to WWE. Who knows if he fucking pops there? <laughs> and like that deteriorates your body too. So you know, who knows? I'm just wondering like oh, what that might look like for sure. And then also Cam Newton with the Patriots, like that's so weird. That is extremely weird. There's been, uh, there's been so many weird across all sports, man. Like so many weird yeah. changes that you would never expect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, just so strange. Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of like glancing at your tat every now and then, and I see it on your elbow. What is it really? Is it uh, like a? Like so a, this is so yeah. I, I bartend. This okay. is a bar, this is a bar spoon, dude. I straight thought it was something else. Yeah. I thought that it was like. It looked like the the speed bags type of thing, you know what oh, I mean? I see what but you're the, the ones that stand up and you're just like hitting it, but it's not like the ones that are hanging. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not that good at that. Because <laughs> like, he fighting. told me, he told me that you you did some you you trained some kind of a uh, uh, Muay, Muay Thai. I did a little okay. bit Muay Thai. Um, I keep up with it here and there. I'm not like consistent. It's more like a workout thing. Shit, but you can give me them elbows and knees though. I mean, <laughs> I work in a bar, so I gotta be I able to defend myself a you. little bit. Uh, that being said, you don't need to know a lot of Muay Thai to beat up somebody that's drunk. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> they don't know where they're at. Like you'll be okay. If I take like, like one or two classes, I'm like, like ah, let me I probably Bruce got this. Let me Bruce Lee your ass real quick. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I feel that. Um, and then uh, I got a. It's a cocktail jigger right here. Sick. And then uh, 1845 is when um, uh, Fernet Branca oh. was actually created. Uh, was like prohibition? Was like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's a it's an Italian cordial that I like to drink. Oh, okay. uh, it tastes like black licorice, which is super heavy. It's like Jägermeister on crack. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty strong too. It it gets you where you need to be. Oh, okay. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, no. I was gonna set up my whole arm with like different tattoos related to to bartending. Bartending. bartending yeah, and then find an artist to connect all of them and like fill in the gaps. Oh, that's uh, crazy. That was the that's the initial. Goal, that was so. a sleeve idea mm-hmm. that you had. Going. So we'll see. Cool, cool. So, Again, so it's still a work in progress. Yeah, it's expensive. So we'll see. <laughs> 
yeah. it's yeah, very no, expensive. It's like, I also have my whole back done. Oh, uh, well, planned to be done. I have, I have the left side mostly done, um, and that's super expensive. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty religious. It, I have uh, three saints on my back. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Christo- Christopher, Benedictus, and um, Francis. Ah, I did and not then, expect that one. And then the last one is going to be um, Archangel Michael. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. So. What's the inspiration behind that? Uh, so, um, St. Christopher, um, uh, as a kid going to the beach all the time with my grandmother she used to always give me the, the, the coins on the necklace coins mm-hmm. you know and he's, he's the patron saint of travel and you know surfers and everything and then uh, Benedictus is the patron saint of moderation which uh, I think everyone needs importantly in their life and I've had a couple instances where I just kind of lost that a few times so just kind of a constant reminder and then St. Francis is just of all animals and, and all beings uh, I don't think I'll ever go full vegan, but I do appreciate the idea of it. Um, so, uh, so but I have that. but then, you do eat meat. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. he does. No, I, I haven't eaten anything I don't like <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is okay, but I, I like this part of it. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then um, Archangel Michael's just, you know, power, courage, you know, the whole angel. Sick, sick, yeah, sick. So. And then the right side's going to be... Unfortunately, it's super. I, I, because I, I, I'm half Norwegian, I really wanted to get like a like a va- straight Valkyrie wing, uh, but that's also like super associated with being like a Nazi. Yeah, and I'm just like the like I just I really enjoy I, like I, the look I've of it. I've seen other ones that they do um the brace from the right here in the forearm. Okay. They do the wing right here in the forearm mm-hmm. instead of the back. Yeah, to change it up a bit. Yeah. So uh, mine's gonna be a more feathered version yeah. of like a Valkyrie wing. So mm-hmm. it's not gonna be. So associated to exactly. it. Exactly. And, and also, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, not that at all. And so, a combination of that and with the left side being uh, more more religious, it'll kind of balance. This is what side. I like about it. You have meaning to it. Exactly. Yeah. You have meaning to it. One, one of the things that I've, that's always irked me with people who get tattoos is when I ask them, what does it mean to you? And they're like, I don't know. I just got this out of a whim. And I'm just kind of like... Dude, you're going to have that on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? like, I feel like if I were to, you know, yeah. like, I haven't done one personally. I have thought about it. And, like, I'm like, I feel like you really have to sit down and really process it. Like, all right, why am I getting this? You know, what's the point of it? Like, do I really want this? You know, and does it have a meaning? I feel like if it doesn't have a meaning, it shouldn't be there. What I, what I always, my rule of thumb is you want it, wait a year. Mm-hmm. No matter what you want, wait a year. Yeah, see if you still um, want it a year. And that's now. what I've done with about with all my tattoos, um, except for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go to this one, but um, my mom's name was when I was 18, just because I wanted a tattoo when I was 18. Yeah. And, like, you know, my mom's name on my chest, that's not going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, but every other that's tattoo. That's your mother, man. Exactly, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no. so every other tattoo, wait at least a year, even if the meaning isn't really there. Just, like, I really like this, and I liked it for a year mm-hmm. consistently. Like, I'm probably going to like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just wait at least a year mm-hmm. is always been my rule of thumb. Uh, so whatever. Interesting, interesting. Cool, cool. And um, it's it's interesting you bring the the feather up because um, kind of gonna use this as a segue. But there's a lot of UFC fighters that use that as a as their uh, Holloway has them. Holloway, yeah. Holloway. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the other one? Ferguson. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I know there's someone else, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I want to say it's like a, someone that's in the upper weight class, but I know for sure those are the two guys that I've seen him mm-hmm. win. And um, Max Holloway's is like one is like good and Devil one is like and evil. Angel, yeah, and I think Tony Ferguson's isn't like that. It's just straight two different, two yeah. straight up same wings. 
But yeah, when I've seen those tattoos, I'm like, those are badass. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially for like the body style they have and all that stuff. Especially Ferguson, where it's like kind of like that Muay Thai style where he has that those razor edge elbows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, um, it's it's uh it's those are very uh, like I don't know when I see those tattoos, I feel like there's a deep meaning to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's definitely. Um part of them mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say especially when you get a tattoo and people that are against tattoos are like oh you're gonna hate that in a couple of years yeah what I've learned is especially like just using my rule of thumb and like really caring about the tattoos I, I like mm-hmm. even if you know my body changes uh, they start to fade maybe I gain weight in a certain area and they look a little bit different I learned to love them more yeah uh, and I think like you're your body work, as long as you care about it and you invest a little bit of money in it, it's something that you come to love and you come yeah. to appreciate. And, and that's that's my thing about it. It's like have a meaning for it, yeah. you know. Because for me, it's kind of like that's why I said I don't like it when people just tell me I got this out of a whim. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you probably don't really like that. Then. Mm-hmm. You know, you you didn't really think it through. It was just like a whim. And and almost on a deeper deeper meaning is my idea of just like wait a year. You do it on a whim. If the idea has been there for a year, yeah. So, like, I I've always wanted to get a Friday the Thirteenth tattoo. Mm-hmm. I just never did it. I've always wanted to. Uh, I don't know what it would be, but if I, I do like, it one year, I'm gonna be like, look, like, I wanted to get a Friday the Thirteenth tattoo for seven years. I finally did it. I, if it's not exactly the you know the image I want. It's probably gonna be I'm in the o- back of your. Calf. I'm okay with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like on my leg somewhere of, where no one can see. In the back of your calf. Yeah, yeah you but gotta it, get a machete, bro. Yeah, exactly, but you know, it still has a little bit of meaning. You should get a machete um, like, going on the other elbow, like machete is a big ass. I one. was actually thinking, well, because I love to cook too. I was thinking like a chef knife. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just thinking because like he's yeah. just put his face embedded in the knife. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like, damn, don't give me more ideas. Hey. <laughs> I don't yeah. have that kind of money, man. <laughs> no, it's just because um, I know that he uses that a lot to kill people. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's a machete or like, be his... like, it's for cooking and it's for Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has a double meaning. Yeah, straight up. But I mean, yeah. Also touching the UFC. I mean, who's who's your favorite fighter, man? I mean, I'm pretty sure you've, um, you've been watching for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty into it. I, uh, I wouldn't call myself like a like a diehard necessarily, but I follow the people I like to follow. Um, one of my favorite is actually uh, Bolaños out of Bellator. Okay. I think his elbows at his weight class are similar to that of John Jones and he's just fun to watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means that his ground game needs some work but um, like seeing his highlights with his spinning elbows is just so gnarly so much fun to see yeah um I really am excited for that Paulo Costa Adesanya fight yeah we've been I talking about it every day I think that is gonna be the fight of the decade um way more so I think the Khabib Gaethy fight Gathy, Gathy, whatever you want to call him. G-G. Whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> Just call him I, Justin. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to be a phenomenal fight. However, it's going to be very technical. It's groundwork. Uh, it's going to yeah. be either groundwork or very technical stand-up work. And Khabib has been getting very good with his stand-up work. And not necessarily like throwing the... He's throwing some hard hits. Don't get me wrong. He's throwing some gnarly blows. I think... But he has done it in a way because Sambo in general is throwing a, a, a move or technique into getting into wrestling yeah. so he's almost countering it as he's throwing yeah. it for their throw Straight so up. it's gonna be very technical exciting I don't know Paula Costa Adesanya 
they just want to kill each other. Like, that's going to be a brawl. So I think that's going to be definitely fight of the year, potentially fight of the decade. Yeah. Um, well, when it comes to the Khabib fight, I think it's going to be... Uh, uh, when, you, when you're talking about Khabib's uh, his style and everything, his, his wrestling is so uh, dominant that it opens up his, his striking. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to take me down. Yes. So it just opens up. That's how he, that's how he dropped Connor in that in that fight. Because yeah. Connor he says it himself, or his coach better said said it on Joe Rogan's podcast himself that they be they were so defensive minded that I'm a, I'm gonna have to be defending this takedown, and if he takes me down, I'm gonna have to be um, controlling his head as much as possible. And you know when he had that mentality, that's when that's when he found that overhand right and dropped him and got him clean. And I the same thing happened when he fought Alec Quinta. You know, at some point in, in like the third round, he just stood up and just jabbed the whole time. Yeah, and, and they were like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and what I think he was doing too was um, was also because uh, dude, wrestling takes a lot of energy, and I think he was also taking that round off in a sense from wrestling because the next round he just went right back to it. Yeah, and um, a lot of people have said that Justin's gonna be the one to to possibly you know dethrone um, Khabib. But um, I just feel like when it comes to Khabib, nobody know, nobody really understands that strength until you're in there with him. And all, Justin said himself, the reason, because he was a collegiate, like, um, like very, I think he won medals and stuff. He yeah. was very good at wrestling. And yeah, were, that, he was a wrestler before he was a striker. And when he went into MMA, he said, like, I stopped wrestling because I didn't want to keep up with the conditioning. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... And then when you get into conditioning for wrestling, especially when you're doing uh, Greco-Roman or freestyle, like you're, you're, you're training for that, you're doing these styles, but you're not throwing any punches. When you're doing sambo, you're doing both. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're in a, you know, a looser style where you can attack on different levels. So I, like, unless he really takes like a sambo coach seriously or is just so dominant in his striking... Uh, it's going to be a very tough match for him. Yeah, when like when I saw Justin up against um, Tony, I, for me it was like I think Tony was um, first of all the weight, cutting weight twice was just the worst thing that I think he could have done, and then on top of that uh, he was training for Khabib, and then you come up against someone that's like just throwing bombs at you and stuff like that. I think that's a uh, Something that affected him, and um, oh, he could not handle that left hook. Not at all. The left, left hook, like every time he hit yeah. him with it, 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 it hurt bidding, me, man. It kept going but, straight, like, especially with no fans. I, I, just, like, I just feel like that's not going to be there with Khabib. I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I don't see Khabib losing to Justin Gagey. And I, I could, you could call me biased because I'm a, maybe a Connor fan, but I feel like, and it maybe not just necessarily Connor, but anybody that fights Khabib maybe a second time, which he's never fought anybody a second time. I think that would be uh, his reckoning, you know what I mean? Because it, it, people know what to expect. They know more or less uh, what their weaknesses was when they lost to him. But, you know, when it's someone that you haven't been exposed to his strength, to his style and all that stuff, I feel like it's going to... Don't, I don't think... I don't see Justin... The, the scary part about Khabib, though, is it seems like he's getting better. Like you, you see, yeah. you see older fights like Alquinta. The, the thing he's gonna want to win this fight yeah. because of his father, because his father passed away, and it's like he's gonna want to do it for his father's memory. That I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could go both ways with that. I do think it's gonna go in his favor, um, but I, I mean, I just again, just against the Alquinta to the Connor to you know the um, the Poirier fight. I mean. 
he just looks better and better at different aspects of his game. You know, because like, you know though? the wrestling's there. You, he's gotten better at striking. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, it's the, like, how do you do that? The crazier part to me though is that for me, when I the, the fight that put me on notice with Khabib was when he fucked up Edison Barboza. He literally changed that guy's face, bro. Like he beat his his face inwards, like. Could not would not let Edson Barboza breathe for a second, man. He was mm-hmm. just overwhelming him with ground and pound and with like up against his he's just like sitting up against the cage, just getting punched. Well and like dude, after that, like I, I, I feel like I saw less and less damage that he gave his opponents. It just became more of holding his opponents down and yeah, introducing damage, but when he fought Michael Johnson and Edson Barbosa, those two fights, I was like, damn, this guy is really Mauling so, yeah. these guys, you know what I mean? So something I, I've used again. I don't fight at all. I just spar, fuck around with my friends, whatever. Um, is the leg wrapping, the leg wrestling, wrestling with your legs? People don't do it, and then throwing. And he, he does it all the time, and that's that, that's like half his game. Mm-hmm. Is you leg wrestle, you wrap them up. They're worried about their body. You you got their legs crosses just, their legs. They're just they're just mm-hmm. wasting energy, and he's throwing their, his forehead into their chin, and that hurts. It's uncomfortable. And they're lo- they're sweating. They're losing so much energy. They're stressed out, yeah, struggling. And and all he's all he's doing is just throwing his weight down. He's not mm-hmm. wasting any energy. He's chilling. Uh, and then he gets the position he wants. Ground and pound gets back to that. Ground and pound gets back to that. And that's, I mean, he's been doing it for so long. I think in the future that's going to be more of a thing. But right now it's really hard to catch up to where he's well, to the his level. level he's at, at. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and like I said, especially for someone that fights him a second, a first time, the first time, like that's why I feel like even if Dustin Poirier would have fight him a second time, I think he potentially can can you know yeah. get a victory over him. You I know? mean, Dustin Poirier is looking really good. I'm really sad that 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 uh, they announced that today that the, the Ferguson Poirier fight isn't yeah, going to happen on the same card and because they couldn't. You know. By the way, out. you kind of pointed out that you know Paul Costa and that fight's going to be good, bro. Honestly. Uh, Poirier and Dan Hooker was a hell of a fight, bro. Oh, Amazing fight. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a hell of a fight. And the only thing I see different with 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 Adesanya and Paulo Costa is that Adesanya, as great as of a striker he is, he's not a stupid striker. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna get in there and like stand in the middle and 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 literally brawl with this man. And I truly believe that he might have done it with um, Robert Whitaker. But Robert Whitaker is not Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa is a freaking heavyweight. Well, Paulo, I mean, Robert Whitaker on his personal side is probably he's been going through some shit. Um, I I will say that he looked really good against um, uh, who did he fight recently? Uh, oh, Whitaker the, against Darren the, Till. Till, he yeah, looked Darren Till, so good against Till. Um, yeah, but then he used that steep kick, bro. Whenever you yeah, use that I, steep kick and you you get it good, bro. Who doesn't though? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, Bones does it. Yeah, uh, I'm just, Till, Mc, Till McGregor does it. does it. Till does I'm it. Just Till saying, does it. Even you, Till after the fight was saying, like, you grab, after receiving one, he's like, it should be illegal. That's what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> once if you get a good one on your opponent, like, dude, honestly, like yeah. as mo- as illegal as that kick is, I'm like, dude. How the fuck are you supposed to fight after that? Unless, like, because the one thing about Theron Sills is that he didn't switch his stance and stuff like that. Connor well, was he, the type that yeah. he would have switched his stance, you know, still would have survived a little bit longer. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's... Until's a phenomenal athlete, Dude, I love great him. MMA fighter, funny but as hell. Like, he only has good, that left hand. That's why he didn't switch. That's why he didn't switch. Yeah, that's why. Hey, he didn't but switch. That's, this has gotten him this far, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not broke. Don't fix it. And he and he's but, even said it. He's like, like, all I have is left yeah. hand. He has le- left hand and fake teeth. Like that's all he's got. <laughs> Straight up. 
straight up fake teeth with ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, but again, like I don't see him standing there in the middle. That's why Polakos is like, oh, he's gonna run away from me, and it's like, bro, like. You're a freaking tank. Like, you're that's a Ma- scary man. Yo Romero like, did that whoa. because he's like, that's another tank, bro. Those are two tanks going at it. And Yo Romero I, I, well, was even like, okay, this guy's overwhelming at some point. Uh, Yo, I didn't like that fight. I didn't like the Yo Romero, Yo Romero Adesanya fight. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about Yo Romero Paulo Costa or Paulo Costa. Because uh, when yeah. they fought, that was too. Oh, full force. Phenomenal. Like, fight. I loved it how he was like, he knocked him down, and then Yo Romero was like, look over there, and he looked and he dropped him in that. <laughs> Ow! Why'd I do that again? That hurt. <laughs> but yeah, so, it, like I said, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Paul Acosta is a s- scary person. Yeah. I, Did you see when Israel Asanya fought? too big for his division. When man. he fought Derek Brunson? I didn't see that. So, when he fought Derek Brunson, uh, Derek Brunson was going in there trying to rip his head off. Mm. Like, Moves forward And I feel like When you're fighting A striker like him Like bro Like that You're gonna get You're gonna get Countered in the right way And he He question mark Kicked uh, Derek Brunson To like next week You know what I mean And when I saw that I'm like That's how I see This fight going down I see it like Going into like The third or fourth round uh, Yeah maybe is uh, taking some damage But I see uh, Paulo Costa Taking the How do you say The You know The later rounds He's not gonna His energy's gonna go down and I think that um, the volume of, of Adesanya is what's going to be the the end all be of the counter striking and all that, you know. I will I will say I, I mean just following on Paul Acosta on his uh, uh, IG, it looks like he's been cutting. It looks like he's thinning out a bit. Uh, oh yeah, I mean he has to cut. Wait, we're for, we're two weeks the, out now for the distance. Uh, but even before that, it looks like he's been thinning down for the distance a little bit more, making it a little bit smarter. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it depends where the, where are they are. They fighting in Vegas or they fighting Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Fighting so, Abu Dhabi. So it's oh, we were, we were, we were a little bit wider, so it's a little wider. But we were also talking about like the time difference. Like it might not affect Adesanya, but it might affect Costa because Costa's in Brazil, and Adesanya's in Australia, so time is pretty it's, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about that because technically, when New it starts Zealand, in Abu Dhabi, when it starts in Abu Dhabi, it starts at three a.m. their time. And it ends at 9 a.m. their time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dude, your body's not used to that time zone. So it's like that's another strain that you have to think about when you're talking about that fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I think Costa that looks just looks like a fucking psychopath, though, man. He yeah, does. Like, he does. He looks ignorantly stupid. Exactly. And that's why I think when you're going up against a smarter striker like Adesanya, he's not going to put himself in that in the front lines of just and, and the bombing. Is, you know Adesanya's what I mean? been baiting him. You know, he's been yeah. baiting him. And, and the thing is, Acosta's not going to do anything in media. He's not going to do like, yeah, he'll probably talk trash or whatever. But he's probably going to be like, all right, now we're in the cage. Now I'm going to let all my yeah, you know, anger and that's go. Where, and that's where I feel like Arasanya's been baiting him. Like, let it go. Has Arasanya really fought like a wrestler? It's been strictly fighting. Derek Brunson was, was that wrestling yeah. type that he fought. And and Robert Whitaker is a hell of a wrestler himself. It's sure, just that he, he stuck to his stand. He just though, wished. Yeah. He, and Derek Brunson tried to take him down, and he stuffed takedowns. You know, like watch that fight if you get a chance. Yeah, it's I'll, a very. I'll definitely look up the. Um, yeah. And I, what I like about too is if you get ESPN Plus, you can watch uh, Daniel Cormier's detail on Israel Adesanya, and he just breaks down like everything about him as a fighter. And um, and I really like it because he breaks down that Derek Brunson fight too. 
So um, in that in that aspect of things, I feel like you know I'm going with my boy Izzy. I feel like he's gonna style bender, gonna bend that hardcore style coming coming at him. He's and expecting the kick that he does. Yeah, I'm expecting him to tire him out, and this when he's not I, expecting I, it, just that. <laughs> I kind of expect Bullock to like take it and just be like. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm why coming. I say, in <laughs> the first round, that's not gonna do anything to him. But after three, four rounds where he's been giving he, it his all, and he doesn't, he like doesn't, a doesn't pit bull, man. He, he's telling me that he doesn't think it's gonna go to fifth round. Oh, it, I don't think it's gonna go past three. I think it's gonna be done in the third. You think so? I, I think someone's getting put. Uh, yeah, getting someone's no, getting knocked out. It's not gonna be a decision. I say no way. I, I put money on the third. I'd say if it has to finish, I'd put money on the third. First round, it's going to be one way. Second round, it's the other way. Third round, someone's going to finish it. Ah. That's what I say. Interesting. Yeah. Cause, Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, he was saying the same thing. He's like, it's not going to fit, and, man. And one thing about that I'll tell you about, again, I may be a little bit biased, but timing beats speed and precision beats power, bro. Well, and I think that's so... Whenever it comes to like someone that you feel like Paula Costa is going to... Man, if he hits him with the right shot in the right place, that guy is going to be out. So, but and then go back to Kevin Gastelum. Do you think Paul Acosta would beat Kevin Gastelum? Uh, without a doubt. Kevin Gastelum and Adesanya was one of the best fights. Yeah. Potentially of all time. But it was because also, when we're talking about Kevin Gaslam, he's a very skilled striker, too. Very talented. Very skilled striker. And he, again, when you watch that DC fight, he breaks down on why he did better than Derek Brunson. And the big reason was was because he didn't bait into all the fakes that Adesanya throws. And one thing is that he points out in that detail is that a lot of people, a lot of fighters, they look at the head. And the head is free-flying. It moves. And, mm-hmm. But what you should be looking at is the shoulders. Mm-hmm. That Shol- gives shoulder hips. That yeah. gives mm-hmm. it all of where he's really going and stuff. And Kevin Gaslam, he was reading. His vision was always at his torso area, knowing where he, what he was going to do. So he was able to kind of strike with him and play with him and stand up with him. Now, Derek Brunson was like, I just want to wrestle you and yeah. desperation takedowns and all that stuff. So that's what I like about the detailed episodes and stuff. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. And then, But also, like, Paul Acosta's English is very poor. <laughs> so we, 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 think, we don't even know what he's thinking, exact, what he's trying to say. He could be very, very, like have a very high fighter IQ that we just don't know about. That Adesanya might be... Overlooking, I don't know, bro. When Yo Romero pointed away and he looked, I was like, "That's no fighting you right there, bro." He got knocked into next week too, bro. It was like, "Bink!" But I he was took like, it. He took, but dog, uh, he did. Don't get me wrong, but you I was think, like, "You think?" I think that Adesanya was a- hits harder than Yoel, Yoel Romero, open-handed like that, just open face, taking it. You're gonna say the harder hitter? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. What I'm trying to say is that. You know, that right there kind of shifted the fight. Because Yo Romero, on that, he was on his heels, dude. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he pulled out that Cuban trick. was like, look over there. And the Brazilian was like, huh? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's bloated, bro. Like, it's what the sign is right. This guy's a bloated up balloon, bro. What did he tell him? He's like, I'm going to just have you look over here. 
I oh yeah, yeah. You, oh, it was uh, it was. I'm gonna ask him what two plus two is, yeah. and while he's thinking about it, I'm gonna kick him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, dude. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I would love to see. At the same time, I'm not against Adesanya. I would love to see him go undefeated, move up to uh, light heavyweight because he does look skinny. I think he could dominate in light heavyweight if he put some weight on. Mm-hmm. He wants to, um, you know, just really hold that title, make sure that it that is his. Uh, I completely respect that. That being said, I'm also a Balakasa fan, and I think that uh, you know it's fun to watch that brute kind of force, this brute the kind of strength, mm-hmm. you know, that crazy kind of person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it's gonna be one hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. I give it three rounds max, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's gonna be a good. We'll one. see what I, I'm. See, I think that's gonna. That's the one that we said. You we might, yeah. might pay per view for it. You might have to come over and watch that one. Yeah, with us, yeah dude. No, uh, pay per view. I don't know. We got some streaming services. <laughs> I know what no, you mean. No, we know what you mean, but yeah, I was like, exactly, I told him, I was exactly, like, for this fight, exactly. I might pay the pay-per-view for this fight. Maybe, yeah. I was yeah like, we don't want to be five seconds I was like, behind. but for other fights, yeah. we'll, do, we'll, do the, we'll do the streams. Yeah, I'll give you the details afterwards. But uh, yeah, that's something that like I've been talking about getting together and watching that fight. Maybe the next couple of pay-per-views, because we have a lot of shit coming up that's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's going to be interesting. What about Kobe Covington, Tyron Rudley? That's next week. Um, I I mean everyone hates Kobe Covington. Yeah, uh, it, he is a trash human being. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't like him. He's a pretty good fighter. Uh, that being said, he's probably more athletic and more technically sound than Tyrone Ridley right now, especially coming off of three losses. I see a Tyrone Woodley having a lot of motivation to come back and win this fight. Straight up, especially against this guy. And he's a very talented fighter. And he started his M- MMA game very late in his career. So he still does have a lot of gas in the tank that we we wouldn't expect from someone his age. Yeah. Um, it should be a good fight. They both hate each other. I would like to see Tyrone Woodley win, but Me I wouldn't too. put money on either side. Yeah. I, I, I would want Tyrone to win and maybe get his long-awaited uh, fight against Nick Diaz. Now that Nick Diaz is back. Oh, that's crazy to even just say out loud. It's Nick Diaz is back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, hopefully he's back. It's not, you know, BS and stuff. But, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I hope to see. And, um, you know, you mentioned John Jones, and you said you like him too. Um, who do you hope to see him fight at heavyweight? Um, Nganu would be amazing. It's not going to happen for at least 12 months. I think best case scenario. I think he's going to go in and fight like a number four to six guy. Think think, he fight, you don't think he fights like Brock? Because they're talking about that was like a rumor. I think that's just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, um, I don't even think that'd be a fun fight to watch. I think that Brock is just so out of the game that um, Bones would just yeah pick him know, apart. Pick him apart. Um, not to say that Brock isn't scary in the cage whatsoever, even at you know the level he's yeah, at. Yeah, but he's been. But at he's that not wrestling thing. And, yeah, he's not there. And I, that's I don't, a whole different aspect. It's it's a hype fight. It's a money fight. Yeah, I don't want as a MMA fan. I don't want to see it. And I, I just don't. I think it's a waste of because uh, Bones only has so many more fights left in, in his yeah. career. Mm-hmm. I think it's a waste of a fight if for his, his career. talent in his career. Definitely. Yeah. So I would love to see him fight like a number, you know, four to six guy. I mean, unless they do like, uh, you know, even though Stipe doesn't want to fight Nungano, uh, if they're able to do Stipe and Nungano, Nungano gets the title, and then you have Jones fight. 
you know. Yeah, no, Nugano. I'm super cool with that, and, and I do believe Nganu deserves another title shot. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, Stipe keeps saying he's like, oh, I put like a 35 minute, you know, fucking uh, workout on how to beat Nganu. I'm like, you did, but that was so early on in his MMA career. Yeah, he's a he's completely a different, different fighter, beast. Yeah, um, fight IQ less than Stipe, for sure. Uh, straight brute strength, athleticism. I would give it to Nganu 100%. Um, Sipe has been at it for a long time. Um, it's going to be very, very hard. And I would say Nganu takes Stipe. Uh, Jones beats whoever he's going to fight. Um, we'll give it to, I don't know, like Oval Checkers. Or what's his name? Oval? What's like uh, Volkanovski or something? Yeah, like yeah. Something no, like not that. Volkanovski. It's it's a, I forget what you mean. It was one of the guys that yeah. uh, Volkanov, something like that. It's, yeah. it's it's one of the ones that Derek uh, Lewis fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he yeah. knocked oh, out, and then yeah, that's yeah. when he took off his pants. He's like, oh, the Russian, yeah, that Russian, the Russian guy. guy. Yeah. Or give him Derek Lewis, or give him um, the knockout artist, Who'd you, Derek Lewis. Yeah, he'd, he'd pick Derek Lewis. Dude, he'd, yeah, he'd beat Derek Lewis. But I do uh, want to see Derek Lewis in France. You know who'd actually be fun to see is um, who just won that was spoke that that is is baiting Derek Lewis to fight again. Uh, Rosenstrike, right? Rosenstrike. Not Rosen. Nah, I know that. I know that Derek. Lewis oh no, no, is it's, it's Rosenstrike. I'm talking about Rosen. So the guy that's baiting Rosenstrike, um, he is. I'm not sure, but I know who's gonna fight Derek. Loses Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is fun to watch. Yeah. I, that being said, I don't think he's a champion. Um, nah, I mean, he even said he's like, my my fights are boring. He kind of said Overeem. No, it's... It's like, I'm trying to think of everybody in... Damn, okay. Overeem versus Jones wouldn't be a bad fight. No, he just got... He just, he turned, like, 42 today or something. Or 40... He's old. But he's very, very good. Just won last weekend. Heavyweight? Yeah. It was Overeem. Overeem just won. Overeem, Was yeah. it Overeem? Yeah. It was Overeem. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Overeem is the one. What's his first name? Alistair Overeem. Yeah, 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 demolition yeah, yeah. Man. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that would be a great matchup. That is I a great matchup. I think that would be really cool. Um, they they both have great fight Chuck. IQ. Uh, Overeem's way stronger. Jones is way more yeah. solid. I think that'd be a great tune-up game for him. Well, Straight up, actually, and it'd be a good fight for Overeem if he wins. It's like it puts yeah, you in the title exactly. contention then for he sure. Fights, yeah, he fights. So uh, win win. Hey, yeah, actually, exactly. never thought about that. Either. I think that is the matchup. I think that's how it should go. Uh, the winner of both fights should go for a championship. And if title. he loses, he has to retire. That's all I have to Jones? say. Jones? No, Overeem. No, Overeem. Because it's because he about, announced he, yeah. he teased that he was going to retire. Before this fight, and then he won, and it was like, I'm not retiring. <laughs> I want that title shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's a lot more uh, MMA fights, too. I mean, Darren Till got Jack Hammerson, too. Uh, and Jack Hammerson beat Kevin Gaslam with like an ankle lock. So I, 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 hope, I hope Till wins, and he gets to the point where he can either fight Adesanya for the title or they just fight because that's going to be also a it, very it's technical. hard it's hard for Till right now because he's had so many high class fights that he's lost in a row but I respect the fact because great I, fighter it, phenomenal it, fighter the thing work is ethic that, is there but it's he's become like a second tier fighter because yeah. of the losses that he's had consecutively but I'm going to have to give him credit because for example he didn't have to take that fight against Robert Whittaker no, he could have worked his way up through the rankings, but he said, "I want a title shot," and he looked, he looked really good against uh, Robert Whittaker. Yeah, the, the, he did. Before you know that I mean? stomp, he was doing really yeah. well. And I think who did it, he it's fight after that stomp that you just see? Who the did fight he go fight down. before that at one eighty five? Um, Gaslam. No, no, not Gaslam. Was it was a good? It was a solid fight. 
Yeah, and I can't think about it off the top of my head, but um, you know, and that's what I I think. Like till yeah, those losses I've heard them, but I think overall he's gonna be one of those fighters that first of all fights for a long time. No, and, he's definitely got another like eight years in him. And he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna get it back at some point. You know, where, where, I think it's gonna be like four years from now though, especially with yeah, just like possibly. the competition in his potential weight classes, up or down. Um, it's gonna be like four years till he kind of finds his, his like niche in the in the UFC game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I mean, honestly, he might just take more money, go to Bellator, and just wreck it. Yeah, uh, that's he definitely, could do that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, who, who does the competition be? Um, D- Douglas Lima is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He, a he beat monster. Kevin Gaslam at one eighty five. D- I, I would love to see Usman and Douglas Lima. Yeah, that, that would be after, after so Burns or before cool. Burns, dude. I actually went to go see Douglas Lima when he fought. When he fought, um, he's so technically sound. When he fought Roy McDonald the first time, and he, and Roy McDonald beat him, could have won that fight. Dog, that, that was, shit was crazy though because Rory like his shin. Dog, bro, I was mm-hmm. I was literally it was like I was big, five man. rows back, bro, and I could see how big it was, and I could see him still putting in work, and I was like, damn it, Rory, I love you, bro, like. <laughs> You really oh. put in work. Did you hear what Roy said though? Like he's because oh, he stopped being at his competitive best because he was like, I don't want to hurt people anymore. Yeah, because he he kind of got really religious and everything. He became a yeah. really devout Christian. And Coming stuff. back after that loss though, he's like, No, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I give up yeah. on that whole yeah, ideology. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is now. Like, I'm trying to hurt people. So no, and we'll I respect him because he yeah. also went up in weight and he fought a Gegard Musasi, who's dude. That was a freaking beast, man. I kind of I'm kind of upset that he left. Um, the UFC because if he was in the UFC, bro, without a doubt, Gegard is a champion right now. Gegard, Pierre Musasi, yeah, because he's just he has so much to offer when it comes to MMA. He's like mm. he's good up on the ground. He has good striking. You know, he has submissions. Like that guy was scary, and I was like, damn, like Dana White, why'd you let him leave? Like that guy is like was literally good. he like I, I would say that you know even against someone like Apollo Costa, he was he was someone that would like. Put himself in the line of fire, yeah, and and take those shots. But like, you know, be ready for. I see him like a Dustin Poirier, but like better at that weight class. You know what I mean, everything like that. Because Dustin's not afraid to like stand and stand and throw, right? So, and I think Gegard's that same way. But that dude had some vicious elbows and all that stuff, and he gave Rory the work in that fight. I remember watching that, thinking I'm such a Rory fan, but I like Gegard too, and I want Rory to win this anyway. And then I saw him take that beat down, like. Uh, there's a difference in these weight classes for sure. Yeah. You know? Speaking of weight classes, what do you think is going to happen like in the lower ones? Because they look boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, right I now, am when not comes, excited when about it, any of them. For sure, 145 is like a mess right now because honestly, I feel like Max Holloway won that last fight. True. And, and then I don't blame Alex for not wanting to fight him again. Yes, yeah. And then you, you, you technically beat him twice. You can see how like the rule system is all fucked. Um, because it's you know based you have to incorporate takedowns. The issue, yeah, there's yeah. just so many issues. The with scoring, the scoring, the scoring for system. the MMA. Is That's not why that I hate great. that they use a boxing system. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That being said, like again, I don't blame them for uh, not wanting to fight him again. And then you see Triple C coming back, trying to be a triple four. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what he said. That's what he said on his Instagram. He's like, like Dana White, please allow me to become triple four. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's the only reason why he retired because he saw that that path where he can really yeah. do something that nobody else has done. So it's yeah. like, why am I gonna waste fights yeah. right now defending these titles? 
when I can go do something that yeah. someone really hasn't done before and then really maybe finish my contract and then go into boxing and make even more money. So I can see Triple C coming back and doing that without a doubt because besides that, you know, you got to wait for people like Yair, Yair Rodriguez to fight. Um, I forgot that. I would love to see Mighty Mouse just come back because I don't think he lost. I don't think he lost to. Yeah. That was another issue of the the rating system. Yeah. I don't think he lost to Triple C. Yeah, I could see that. He was, I and mean, honestly, whenever Triple C's leg was given out in that first round, I'm like, bro, why didn't you just go after him? I know you see you want to be yeah. like, but I would have just. I don't care. <laughs> and that's another thing. Triple C's last fight was questionable. You know. Yeah. It's it's that the stoppage was a little weird on that eh, one. Honestly, Dominic Cruz went out, bro. Like I, uh, as much as I love Dominic, he he was one of those that he got hit and then he was getting hit fast enough that the next hit brought him back. His his foot was was planted though. I could see. I know why they stopped it. I could see them giving another ten seconds, Definitely. five seconds. Give him another five seconds. It might be a different fight. You know, it's because you served that that ref too many drinks, bro. How yeah, could you? I know, man. I was, <laughs> you know, he asked for the doubles. I gave him the triples. I don't know. What to, I don't want to tell you. And Dominic Cruz was like, he, uh, he reeked of alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean that, but another. And then also, like, I mean, Cejudo got lucky with that knee. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. That wasn't intentional. Um, he was going for a kick. He got him with a knee because Cruz, you know, Cruz does that uh, ghost style or you know, whatever he yeah, calls it. He drops in to throw yeah. the kick, to throw the, the 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 overhand type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah great style. Um, he just got caught. You know, yeah, it, it's it's almost like seeing you know Silva getting caught when he's trying to do his you know head movement. <laughs> that was so stupid. It was just like, was dude, stupid. you could have won that fight. Like, what are you doing? That was completely stupid. Yeah, like, and it's funny <laughs> how like Chris Weidman run that train for like. A little bit, and then Lou Rockhold happened. Yeah, and then he was like, "I'm back." And then you Romero happened, and then just never again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you want to see a flying knee? Go watch Chris Weidman versus you Romero. Yeah. That's a flying knee, bro. I know that everybody's like Ben Askren, George Masvidal. Dog, that flying knee you, was like. What do you think's gonna happen with Masvidal? I think he's I getting th- a lot of shit for not taking on Leon Edwards uh, and wanting to fight Nate Diaz first. Well, because he's became a prize fighter, bro. He's became that fighter that he's gonna make money, and Leon yeah. Edwards is not making money. He's just money. prioritizing. Leon money. Edwards is a dumbass for getting in his interview and becoming a name like that. In my opinion, you know what I mean. And uh, you know what I mean because if it wasn't for that, these people would they wouldn't have any beef like that. No, you know what I mean. Sure. So at the end of the day, it's like you got pieced up, bro. Move on. Move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you really you get the title, then that becomes a fight. But like, yeah, something you got to realize that, like I said, Masvidal's became that prize fighter. Mm-hmm. So I see he him, can choose. Yeah, he, yeah. he's more yeah, of he's a, the especially after McGregor of his, the higher weight. Yeah, and exactly. especially after what he did with, for for the UFC and stepping in, and he didn't that, have to do that. That dude. weight cut was fucked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gnarly in six so, days. So I see yeah. him, you know, fighting anyway, anyone from a Connor to a Nate to his brother Nick. You know, that'd I could, be a fun fight. Yeah, you know, I can see. Him I f- mean, that'd be. Has that happened before? Beating both the Diaz brothers? No, I don't think so. No, I'm not too so. sure. That would we be, could look it up. I wouldn't doubt it though. That would be. That'd be quite. I mean, that's a title by itself. Yeah, yeah. it's the, an, it's the, a good achievement. The basically. Diaz killer. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost like brings you back to um, the 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 Gracie killer, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, Sakuraba just killing yeah. all the Gracies. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, so. and, and I think that's the same for McGregor. If he comes back, he can he can fight someone like a like a Masvidal, like a Nate, like a Nick. Yeah, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be for a I title. Think Connor, no. it would I still think be Connor's like a gonna huge come back. Fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think he comes back this year though. It's for sure next year. Oh yeah, no, he's not gonna come back to like May of next nah, year. Nah, he wants fans. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, he's, sure. he's gotta hype it up. He's gotta yeah, have a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's basically what we got for you guys today. All right, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being appreciate here. You. Thank you guys. I appreciate and, it. And you gotta serve me up your best drink next time. <laughs> All right, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> uh, man, now I'm now I'm curious. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.